We are the Bros Who Think Network, and you're tuned in to Anime Talk. Enjoy. For me when I'm giving up everything. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hashtag Anime Talk, episode 34. I am your host, Mr. Lyndon Burton, joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Chris SJE. Chris, how you doing today, my brother? What up, man? I'm doing uh, Gucci, because I don't know, it's been a good week. It's been an interesting week in anime, man. Oh, it's definitely been an interesting week in anime. Like, a lot of good stuff happened, but then a lot of, like... Whoo! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking about the Funimation leaks later in the show because I know a lot of people hit us up on Twitter and was asking us, "Yo, are y'all gonna talk about that or are y'all gonna hold y'all's tongue?" And I got a lot of thoughts on that shit, Chris. Because like, I'm not gonna call nobody out, but I'm just saying some niggas out there are just doing things to preserve their sponsorships, and we can see it like 100. percent Yeah. Uh. I don't know, man. I just I feel like I got some takes on it, but if if you heard everything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you heard everything, uh It's a little while. Y- yeah, it's, <laughs> We it's, just listened to all of them. <laughs> it's not something to just uh to d- dismiss super easily. And the thing is there's different levels of badness because like well, we'll just get to it because yeah, because yeah, we, we because, gotta get there. Because there's a leaks from like a lot of different actors and I think some actors are more in the wrong than others. For sure. We're going to have to talk about that for sure. Let's get through the news first off because we got a lot of good news. Have you been, before we do that, have you been reading anything new? Got any suggestions for anybody? Ah, man. I've been reading this, this, uh, fuck, I forget what it's called. I got to look it up. But definitely I've been reading Demon Slayer. Like, I'm, if, if y'all are a Demon Slayer fan, bro, uh, manga reader, should I say, uh, all I got to say is Uzui. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, as as my fucking nigga. And like, I'm past that. But for all the anime fans who are like, avid manga readers who haven't read demon slayer yet you sleep hop on that you know what i'm saying because that is one of the best manga like i've read this year yeah no it's like literally i stopped reading because it was so good like and i wanted to see it animated and like now that the season's almost over i'm about to start reading it again like i told you like i me and you are at the same spot but i wanted to jump back a little bit and then get back to where i was just to remember the story but not demon slayer is one of the best i want to recommend to everybody out there road to ragnarok if you're a big history buff fan like gods like uh, understanding like the different mythological gods like Odin. Well, I'm, I guess they're not mythological because they're like real life people actually still believe in those. I'm sorry if, if you believe in these things. I my apologies. Uh, like Zeus, Thor, Odin, Loki, uh, Hercules, uh, Shiva. From uh, I believe that's a Hindu god, if I'm not mistaken. There's like a different gods from all different beliefs, and it's basically. It, I don't know exactly what time period the story's in because they've shown like future stuff. They've shown past stuff. And it's basically the gods are fed up with humanity. They feel like they're no longer worth saving. And basically this one Valkyrie is like not Brunhilde is like, nah, we still should have faith in humans because the Valkyrie's job is to, they're not necessarily gods. They're more so people who transport humans to the afterworld, Valhalla, and if they if they don't have that purpose, the gods are like y'all are no longer useful. Y'all might as well just become concubines. And this and this Valkyrie fighter Brunhilde is like fuck that. Like I believe in humanity, so she challenges these gods to Ragnarok, which is a tournament 
of tournaments where it's it, it's a fight to the death, 1v1. The winners will determine the fate of humanity, and it's basically humanity's greatest fighters like Achilles, King Leonidas, Jack the Ripper, Adam the First Man, uh, a bunch of Japanese uh, fighters like Susanoo, and uh, I forget the two that I've read about, but... Um, so it's those people versus like Loki and Thor. So it's, it's can these gods beat the humans, battle for humanity. Really great story. So that's what I've been up on. I found the one, uh, the title to what I've been reading, bro. It's called Harakon. You know what I'm saying? What's it about, fam? Bro, you know me. You know I'm on the weird yeah, slice I know of you life. Yeah, be on that slice of life. I be on the shit. weird shit, bro. And I see, I saw this because somebody on the timeline just suggested it and they had a picture and it just looked like some awesome etchy shit. Real? But the etchy picture, it looks super like it was intriguing, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I think it was like I had some funny shit in or something. But I don't know what got me to actually read this shit. But when I read the first chapter, I was like, oh, wait. So this ain't what the fuck I think it is. Like, I thought it was just like some bullshit, etchy comedy anime or uh, manga. But it ends up being like this deep, like, drama kind of romance story. But it's it's about like this chick who, like, meets... It's, it's from the perspective of this chick who meets this dude who tells her he's, like, in love with her. He's like, yeah, I'm in love with you and shit. This is my wife, though, right next to me. Oh, and he's, shoot. like, apparently married to two bitches. And it's and, about his life with two women? Yeah, and he's like a king in like in the country and it's like and it takes place in the real world it's like not like a fantasy type shit it's just like he's a king and he has two wives and they're both cool with it and he's like get trying to get this third chick to be his wife and she's like from the perspective of what nigga what no fuck like it's like if you ask a black woman be like hey be my second <laughs> wife she'll be like bitch what like what the fuck do you mean be your second wife nigga fuck like, out of here. i'll kill you for asking me that shit real well, but, see, uh, but that's good you don't know stuff it was you? intriguing bro i read like 20 episode chapters first day i mean because i'm sure we have fans out there who listen who like slice of life and etchy and we gotta i'm glad you have that that like background because I don't sure. read that. Like I get real. But deep. see, it, it wasn't even etchy like that much. It had like certain shit in it. But it was, it was just like life. It was like drama. Like it was oh. like on some like drama. It had like certain comedy aspects, but it took itself more serious than I thought it was about real, to. Real, real. Well, but still, either way, there's people who don't like reading action manga or watching action anime. And at least we have someone here that can you know help and those viewers out. That's usually my bag too. It just sometimes I'll give a lot of a lot of random shit a try. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As long as it's intriguing, I'm, I'm a sucker for story. And this one just pulled me in with the story. So you know, I feel you on that. My thing is, if I'm about to watch a slice of life, and I say this, I might as well just watch. And see, my thing is, I don't mind that it's Japanese. I might as well just watch a live action slice of life, like which is just a TV show or like a, yeah, literally. Like, and that's my like. If I'm gonna watch animation, I want to see shit that niggas can't do live action. And see, that's why that's I'll, my biggest complaint with it. I'd rather read it because then it's like the same thing as reading mm, like a book. Like reading like a book. Okay, but I'll give you that. At the same time, like I'm not one of the people that could watch Life of Life. Yeah, that's my thing. I can't unless watch it, it has like a story. Mm. Because like Death Note wasn't Slice of Life. It was like a story oriented kind of show. But you it see, had, had little action, very though. not that much. Like it had a little bit, but it wasn't your typical action show, no, especially it, with anime. It really wasn't your typical, but the, okay, I say this, the talking and I guess it was the music and the way they portrayed everything, but the talking felt like Oh, I dramatic. gotta watch the next word because the next word really means like it you, was a dramatic. nigga could die. But that, that's like that's more of a drama than a slice of life. Right, uh, a slice of life. But that's what I'm saying. Like with slice of life, you gotta just execute it right to where I care. Like if it's just like basically, um, a lot of slice of life anime is like school slice of life, True. and it's like that's just for kids. That's, that's in what, school. That's my thing. Like I'm, I'm not in high school anymore, so like I'm not about to read a slice of life. For Most my of high the time, it's gonna be etchy. Or it could be comedy, but the comical aspect is only gonna 
mostly applied to Japan and youth, like the Japanese youth, yeah. like Japanese teens, anywhere from like 13 to goddamn 20 might be like, ah, I get it. But yeah, the hilarious. cultural comedy doesn't hit the age range. Comedy doesn't hit. And that's why, like, for the longest, I was off a of slice of life. Like, I wasn't fucking with slice of life, but I would, I fuck with random, like random ones, just weird you. shit. Like, if it catch my eye and I watch it, and like, I watch some shit called Air Gear, which is kind of actiony, but it's not really like it's action. not actiony. It's like you it's, watch it on Amazon. It's, it seems like sports. I watch it on Funimation. Real. It seems like sports, but it's not sports. But it's like X Games type sports. It's like the nigga they got skates. Yeah. It's like some skate shit. But they but have a like, ball involved too, though. It's I, something I thought. Like it's like. They, Futuristic kind Isn't of Isn't it like a rollerblade? Like they it's fly like some in and then they throw a ball through a hoop, kind of like some quitted shit? Well, it's more like on some like gang shit. Like it's on oh. some gang shit. Like they, it's like, you ever seen Brink by Disney? Yes. It reminded me of like Brink Bro, and I, I had can't different teams. You just asked me if I saw Brink. I knew, I knew you seen Brink. 90s, That's a classic. With the nine, okay. That's a super classic. Me and Schubert always say this. Shout out to Schubert, host of Bros Who Binge. We always say this. In the 90s, there's this guy, Eric Von Detten, the guy from Brink, the main character. Mm-hmm. He Girls wanted to fuck him and dudes wanted to be him. He was the 90s heartthrob. He was the young kid's 90s heartthrob. Everybody yeah. wanted to be Eric. Like, I thought Eric Von Detten was so cool. And I was like, man, I'm a black dude, but I can't get my hair like him. He fuck. was a cool motherfucker. Like, he was just a cool dude. I don't know if it was just because of Brink, but. But the antagonist was like the douchiest <laughs> motherfucker of all time. <laughs> yeah. He's like that signature face. When I think of douchey people, that's who I think of. <laughs> Me like, too. And like from now on, anytime somebody says, "Oh, he was a douche," I'm like, "Oh, that's that nigga from Brink, the <laughs> fucking bad dude with the little, yeah, the snarky lips." Like, yeah. like, oh man, I wish I knew his name because I would say it right now and like say one of his lines. But this is not the '90s Disney <laughs> Channel original series podcast. Maybe that'll come if enough people request it. But let's get to this week's anime talk because we got a not a lot of news, but the news we have is very important news, and it's news that uh, I think a lot of our fans have been waiting for. We have a new. My Hero Season 4 trailer that kind of gives more light to the story. The first trailer just showed like a bunch of images. This one, we see a little more animation. We see the production value that's going into it. Not that anybody was concerned with My Hero because, I mean, let's face it. It is the biggest anime manga series since One Piece. Since the big three, it's the newest one of the new era that's really, really huge. And we'll have a mini conversation about this when we get to... The review this week because me and Chris was talking about something off air about like how Demon Slayer is coming up and getting and getting its foot as the second big three of the new generation. But we we knew My Hero was gonna have great production value and season the f- season four trailer looks amazing. It's dropping. We can watch the series October twelfth, I believe it is. Chris, I know you know that- October. I want to say fourteenth. It might be twelve. It might, I'm gonna look it up real quick, but Chris, what do you think of the My Hero Academia season four trailer? Uh, this trailer, out of all the teasers and the first official trailer we got, this one got me the most hype. I can't lie, this was the one that did it for me. Like I was, I was super hyped for season four after this. No, me too, man. Out of out of that trailer, what do you think hyped you up the most? Was it seeing like Mirio in the big three in action? Was it seeing? Well, I know you're a villain guy. Is it like finally getting to see Chisaki and what's this dude all about? I think it was just seeing. Cause I haven't watched. I haven't read the manga past uh, the last episode of the last season, season three. Mm, okay. Uh, it is October twelfth. Okay, it's October twelfth. Really. But uh, definitely seeing all the new characters like I, these are a lot of fresh faces to me and they mm-hmm. look good in animation i've seen a couple of them before as far as panels i've seen like pictures of them or, or something but seeing them animated seeing all the new characters get introduced seeing just the the high pace it seemed like it's going to be a, a, a very high pace season i feel like we're not gonna get too many slow parts of the arc no man this arc the moment it starts like it starts off it, it starts off slow but it doesn't it's not a slow start because 
you're learning lore about All Might, his old sidekick Night Eye, who is Midoriya's internship guy, and he's also the master of Miria. We found all this out last season. I don't think any of this is a spoiler. I won't say what I think we found out last season because I'm pretty sure that's going to be found out in this season. My only thing is, after the Chisake arc, are we going to get another arc? Because I would like to get the uh, arc right after it with... I forget his name, but there's a villain uh, a villain that takes place after this. It's a little small arc, but it's good for Deku. And then right after that is the arc you talked to me about off-air. I won't say it because it's a spoiler, but I hope we get through at least two to three arcs this season because my hero at least gives us two, three... Like, what, last season we got two arcs, huh? We got the license and we got the uh, death of all for one. We got two arcs last season. Legit. Yeah, well, it, it did start off on on that arc. I remember like that. that and we got the uh, no, we got it started off with the uh, shit where the League of Villains penetrated the uh, the training in the summer. That wasn't the end of season two. No, you right. No, that's no you right. Three. We got that three was arcs. We last did season. get three. Damn, I didn't even notice that. We got the summer camp. We got all for one dying and Bakugo getting captured, and then we got uh, the training shit. With last the, season felt like a long season because a lot of shit was. did happen, that's but it, it happened pretty quick. But that's because it went from this time to the summer. I wonder if we're gonna get the same thing of like, is it gonna go from October all the way to May? Hopefully, it does because my hero is one of those ones that like. When they churn out a lot of good quality, it just it works really well, and I also like that it's kind of close to the manga. Like depending on where this arc finishes, it's not too far away. So I'm, I'm really digging this, and hopefully we see pr- the progression of Deku get to where he is because this arc's really big for him. So can't wait for my hero season four. We will definitely be reviewing that weekly, of course. Also, something I think we will be reviewing, because I'm going to be pushing for this heavy. We got a new trailer for Radiant, our oh, show. Yeah. Shout out to Sean Gunn. Shout out to our boy, Voice of Doc. Radiant season two's coming back October 2nd, so it's going to be there. That's going to be the the fall time so far, unless unless we hear something else. But it's going to be, it's going to kick off October 2nd for another 21 episode season. So it's a pretty decently sized season. Crystal, what do you think of season two trailer of Radiant? I'm ready for it. Uh, I feel like it's been a long enough time since season one. I feel like it was just yesterday when it ended. So it's not too long. It's not too quick. It's like, all right, cool. I don't, I'm not like uh, off of it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, you know how you give interested. stuff. Yeah, you know how you give shit too long of a uh, wait for the tell second season. It's like, do I really care anymore? One punch man. I don't even remember what happened Tackle at the tight. end of last season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no. there's a lot of shit that happened like that. But with this, I kind of, I kind of remember where we at because it, it really and didn't start still, picking up did, toward did the end of the finish? season. The season? Yeah, but we, we it didn't start picking up towards the end. Yeah, and I think you stopped at the episode where like shit takes off. Huh? I may have. I may. I may have no, not. Like you uh, did not finish because you said you were waiting for season for right before season two. But starts see, now that gives finish. me that gives me reason to go back, finish the last few episodes, become be like ready. And it's the like like I told you, like the moment you stopped, right when it, I was like, bro, this shit just became I think, crazy. I think it, when the moment I stopped, it was like the first big fight, but it wasn't like a big fight. It was like a fight with that dude. I forget his name. The the uh, the 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 uh, fuck the inquis the Inquisition homie who yeah. runs Rumble Town. Yeah. But see you think it's not a big fight but it becomes a huge fight and that's why i told you it picked up i'm ready i'm ready for season like no two, like though. season two look i'm not gonna spoil season one because Crystal didn't finish it but of course season two we get the introduction of the magic knights not only do we know about the sorcerers but now we learn that they're sorcerers who are knights and they protect magical people okay what's that what does that mean for asta we also learned at the end of season no, one Sam. 
I mean, Seth. Yeah, Jesus I'm about to say, the niggas are super alike, bro. Bro, I, like I said, I did that earlier with I mean, Shinra. I almost called a nigga not too earlier. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, bro, we'll have a con, because I want to talk about that when, when we get to Demon Slayer. But, no, okay, so we, we, we meet Seth's brother. Like, at the end of season one, Seth's brother's huge into season two. We find out more about that. Your homie, who you, you who you thought was a sleaze at first, but then became a cool dude dragging off the dude from the Inquisition, who I think still might have magical powers. He he has a big arc in this. And you remember how you thought we weren't going to meet about General uh, Torque at all in season one? Yeah. General Torque becomes huge at the end of season one and has a big moment in season I two. I saw him in the trailer and he looked. Yep. Oh, some gangster shit. That's I why know. I told you the end of season one is big because he makes an appearance. I don't know what kind of vibes he gives me. I don't know if it's like that, like a Pokemon vibe, like with like because there's a character in like Gen Five he kind of looks like, or if it's like another character. But he makes me feel like he gives me this vibe of like an older character I'm familiar with. That me I'm too. like, I'm excited I, to see him. And I can't put work. my finger on it, but it, he gives. It's like he's a villain, but he's not a like. He's like he, badass. He like kind of he he kind of gives me vibes of like a Kainu. Oh, okay. Like how Akainu's like the villain, but if you if like you if you like the Marines and like you think they stand for good, he's kind of a good guy depending on how you look at it. Just like the Inquisition is helping humanity, but at the same time they're discarding all of magical magical humans. So season two of Radiant, I must say I'm super excited for. We'll try to get Sean Gann back on the podcast to talk about Radiant season two. Also, we're gonna try to get someone from My Hero. I have a. I'm waiting for a couple more emails, but we should have some good interviews coming up for you guys, as well as One Piece fans. We're gonna give you guys a dope interview that I know you guys will look forward to. Chris is about to get started, and once he catches up, we will be talking about One Piece weekly. I mean, sp- this shit of, is crazy. Speaking of One Piece, whenever you said a Kainu earlier, it made me kind of think. Like when I played. Uh, J Stars Victory Vit, and I've been playing it again lately. Like uh, I've been playing that shit more than Jump Force. Like Jump Force is trash. Jump bro. Force, and this is of the subject I was about to get on too. But like fucking Jump Force, it was supposed to be the successor, the spiritual successor to J Stars. But I played it so much, expecting to get that that it scratched for, for J Stars. I ended up going back and buying J Stars from GameStop. It was cheap as fuck. I bought it, and I've been playing through it. Like I'm halfway. Through like each story mode except for the last one. Real. Like so I, you've been, you got most of the characters then. The only story mode I think I didn't start was the Ichigo story go uh, story mode, and like I got Buku characters unlocked. That shit. Is and now fun that you're playing it, you and now that you know Bleach, you probably really like the Ichigo shit and all that. Like, other Man, shit. I, I never got to play as not, a lot of be, uh, any yeah. of the Bleach characters yet. I don't, I don't even remember who it was. It's, I think it's just Ichigo and Aizen because I they added more in Jump Force. It, it may it wasn't Rukia. I don't think Rookie. See, or, and that's or, why. Or, or Renji? I don't think either of them were in it. Damn. That's why they added. I'm looking forward to hopefully playing Renji at least. And that's why they all were like. That's why they gave a lot of Bleach characters in Jump Force. Is, is Renji DLC for uh, Jump Force? No, he start. He you get him off rip. He like you get all the Bleach characters off rip. None I've of never played as Renji on Jump Force. Renji, I played as Rukia, Eisen. Yeah, no, Renji's pretty fire on Jump Force. I'm about to play as. Uh, uh, Renji, because that's one of my favorite characters in the anime, and I haven't, uh, I haven't played him in Jump Force at all. Give him a try. But and whenever I was about to say about uh, Akainu, when I played him in J Stars originally as like a you know when I first played it, uh, that was before I watched One Piece. Like I didn't even start One Piece Ooh, at that. Well, okay. matter of fact, I may have been in like the beginning arcs. I may have just been starting One Piece. Do after, you know who that dude was? No, I wasn't even close. Like I was in the fucking Arlong arc or some shit like that. I remember that's when I was staying at the gallery with Fade. Yeah. But uh. At the same time, I thought he was going to be such a different character than he was in the show because, first of all, I'm trying to think. Of, it was just Boa, Luffy. Yeah, Ace. 
And Ace and, J- and Jump Force. I think yeah. it was J- I mean, uh, J-Stars. I think it was I just I don't even them. think they had Zoro in that game. No, they definitely yeah. didn't have Zoro. It was just just Luffy, Ace. And Boa. And, and Boa and Akainu. Uh, yep. I'm sitting there. I'm like, at like in hindsight, looking at it like, out of all the villains that was out at that point in time, y'all niggas picked Akainu? But, okay, no, I, I'll argue that. I'll and argue Ace, that like, it's just Akainu and Ace. But and you got to not- think that's pre-time skip. So there's no Doflamingo. There's no there's no Sabo. There's no Law. There's no, like, what, like, Law of just got introduced, but you just met him at Sabundi Archipelago, and uh, you just found out about the Supernova, so you didn't know well, about him. I guess as they put Ace, they would have to. to put, and you got to think, Akainu was the person who just, like, by the, when that game came out, you just had Paramount War, and you just got to see Akainu kill Ace to shatter Luffy's dreams. Like... But- I feel like right after that, you get to see Whitebeard, you get to see Blackbeard, you get to see... But is Blackbeard a villain at that point? He's just a... He's he just comes a, out of the woodworks. Didn't he kill... Uh, he killed... Uh, he didn't kill Ace, but he turned in Ace. He was the reason I, why Ace got captured. did he kill Whitebeard? <sighs> that's okay. I remember so, Whitebeard died standing. I remember that's when he showed his colors, I think. There's people's opinion that think Blackbeard... Yes, Blackbeard finished off Whitebeard, but there's people's opinions that Whitebeard would have died either way. Because oh, yeah. you got to think, Squad put a big hole in his chest, and Akainu put a so he had two holes in his chest. And he did just finish him off. You right about that? Like all Blackbeard did was really finish him off and take his devil fruit power. What I'm saying is, but he I, was I badass agree. at that point. They could have put him. He's in Jump Force as a. But, a but I agree at that point. Like I, I'm, I stick with the Akainu thing. I still think Ace should have been in it. Now I don't know if you should have put Boa. You, that's where you could have put Whitebeard or Blackbeard. I agree uh, with you on that. But yeah, Boa. They could have put fucking. Zoro and Sanji. Yeah, true. And we still don't. Sanji. Oh no, Sanji is in Jump Force. J- Sanji and Zoro, but not anybody. They still gave us fucking Boa for no reason. Like I don't. I, don't, I could never have Boa in a Jump Force J Stars S game and not even care. I don't get the attraction of but just because she's the one woman that has openly shown she loves Luffy. But we know that Nami and Robin both love him as like a friend. And what's wrong with a friendship love? Like exactly. there's nothing wrong with that. And when they dropped J uh, Stars, it was like. You saw Boa and you were like, meh, but they had Madara. And then you get J, uh, Jump Force and there's like, Boa's still there, but there's no Madara. If there were to be a Jump Force too, right? And there was no Boa, but there was Nami or Robin. I wouldn't even be like, wait, but where's Boa? Yeah, like I was either. with Madara. I'm not, I'm not even close on that. But I'm not even concerned about a Jump Force too. But I will say this. One Piece fans that are, re- that are listening right now who are watching Wano. Yo, Hawkins, holla. What did y'all think of that Zoro <laughs> fight? Also, for the people reading the manga, I'm not going to say anything because this is big spoilers, but you guys know why I have been tweeting that I'm mind-fucked right now. I don't understand how the Straw Hats will get out. And for people who read the manga, I'm trying to get a One Piece person on for us to talk about it. Hopefully, Chris will be caught up by then because he's almost caught up with Demon Slayer and we're going to get him on One Piece because I really want to start doing talking about One Piece weekly. Because yeah, I think it's, like, it's crazy. I'm probably about like 30 chapters from being caught up. Like, 100%. don't watch it. Like, don't watch it at all. Just read it, pummel through it, and, oh, then, no, yeah. and then go. Then we can watch Wano up to date with the, with the anime. We can, That's the we way can review it. Like, 10 chapters a day minimum. That's what I, bro, I've been we reading, talked about bro. This, we talked about this off air. I have... Ever, ever since we started doing this show and I know it's called Anime Talk and it like Anime Talk is a name for like I consider the whole culture and I put manga involved but I've been reading more manga than I have been watching anime I've been definitely reading a lot like I haven't like since the last episode I don't think I've watched anything new besides 
I've no, I've still been watching uh Psyche K and all that and shit. Fire Force, that's probably and the only Fire thing. Force. But I've, I've been watching all that week by week. Like the thing, the only thing new I've really been watching is I tried to give Vinland Saga another side, uh, another. You just waiting for it to build up, huh? Yeah, I read the first. I read the first. Uh, not read. I, I watched the first three episodes when it initially dropped, and I was like, meh. But I never watched it again after that. So I Bro. went back and I rewatched the first three episodes, watched the fourth episode, it, and I'm that still didn't hit not. You? I'm still not qu- quite there yet, but I'm more into it than I was. Cause I finally got that fourth episode in. Oh, you just, need to, you just need to watch the fifth, fifth and sixth, exactly. and, and see Thorfinn grow up because that shit is. And that's probably what I'm gonna watch next. I'm gonna be honest because I've been seeing people talk about the newest episodes, like, oh yeah, Vinland Saga's God body. And I've been seeing them drop clips, but I haven't been watching the clips. Come like, let me just get there. Honestly. Like, I've been capping for Fire Force because I, I really wanted to get to where I'm at in the manga because it's really good. But if I'm if I'm going to be objective, it's hard not to say Vinland Saga is the best new anime of the year. And that's even with Demon Slayer and Clue. Damn. That's how good that shit is. I see, the thing with me is I don't think that it's the the action or it's the 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 animation or and see the animation this is where i applauded the animation does the 3d shit just like demon slayer does because i can't tell when that shit's 3d or not they do it very well they do a like and like wit put a lot of money into that in the store like that's what vinland gets me with the fucking story is so sad and it's just like man it's it, it hooks you like that's why you need to just like one okay you saw thor's dad die you saw thor's died in huh yeah just watch the next, literally just watch the next one and you'll be hooked. Because it's right. like, you find out about what the fuck happened, what, what happens with Thorfinn, like, why is he with this blonde-headed nigga? Like, what, yeah. is, he, like, what, is, it, what is all this shit about? Yeah. Like, you see him grow up and it's like, that nigga went through some shit, but he's a baller. I can't wait to see a nigga grow up, because ever since uh, that happened in the show, the episodes have, like, week to week, every, like, I haven't been watching them, but I've been seeing Twitter react to oh, them. No, it's, and, like, every week it's like, ah! It gets better and better each week, because the thing is, Okay, so I read, before it came out, I read, like, the first three chapters. And the first three chapters are honestly episode five, six, and seven. And then they go back and explain... What happened. The young shit. But I, I honestly think the anime did it better because I don't know if people would be as hooked as they are if you watch him be baller and then have to go back and watch him be young. That's I think that's my perspective. I think I would rather have seen it uh, seen it like that. Ooh, so you would have rathered it like that. See it baller, so then you already the beginning is just like is this is this slow exposition to me? It's like why do I care? And you, and you always like that. Like when, I, when anime, I'm watching that shit, every time we start a new anime, it's always like. And I think that's why Demon Slayer you fucked with it because we got through the training arc. They kind of time skipped the training. And arc. you know how it was when I was on a, t- a training arc. I you was still there was like, like man, I was like the animation is pretty, but I don't you get really, it yet. No. That that, that's but just as a soon as the thing. training arc yep. was done, I was like, right, that was the it. quickest training arc, and it was done and executed so well. And we're we're about to get to another training arc in the anime. Yeah. And I hope they execute it as well. Uh, because that like training arcs are usually grueling and it's like, ah, Naruto training arcs, they're like, ah, let's yeah, get Naruto, to the shit. Naruto and One Piece training arcs are just too Dragon much. Ball arcs are just time savers. Like the whole I, I fucked with the hyperbolic time chamber shit. I fucked with all that shit. But at the same time, it's like, nigga. I, it's something I'll always remember, but if I was an anime watcher right now, trying to pummel through that shit and just like, nigga, just get to the cell games, nigga. You know see, what I'm my thing with the Vinland thing is, I think, and let me, cause see, I read it and I liked it that way, but I think watching it for anime fans, it gives you, and see, when I rewatched it, cause I watched more than like I, I read, and I was like, oh, I really appreciate Thorfinn now, because see, I saw what he was, but then seeing his backstory first, like, understand, cause like I didn't know all his, that, that was his backstory, and like seeing all that, I was like, 
whoa, this, all right, I get it now. Like, and this shit is really, really good. So I, I liked how they did it. You just got to get through it. I, f- I forget what the fuck I watched the other day, but I watched something. I don't know if it was an anime episode or what, but it, like, started off with, like, uh, action-packed shit. Maybe it was the manga I was reading, something, but it started off action-packed, and then it went back into, like, a time skip, and then when it picked up, it picked up from the action-packed part. And, uh... I you wish sure it would have started you like sure that. You weren't reading Vinland because that's exactly what Vinland does. It starts no, I, off. It starts think. off with the main battle that we see in episode six, and then it goes back and shows his whole childhood, and then it brings you back to it's, that shit. It's really gonna make me mad. I, I can't think of it. It it might have been anime. It might have been something I was watching because I remember I gave something random a try on uh, Funimation. I just clicked on some random shit. Real, but it might have just been some random shit. But it like started off. Uh, hard and then it went back and explained yeah it went back and explained like the first episode it picked up like at the end of the episode it like kind of picked up from the um beginning mm, scene okay like the beginning scene it was like no context weird shit happening oh my god this is embarrassing to admit I figured out what it was, Who was it? I don't even know if I want to say it it's so embarrassing to, say it, bro. Uh, I was putting my girl on so that kind of makes the context okay. a little bit better High school DXD. Oh. Etchy fucking bro. That's your vibe. The bro. first episode starts off with like him just sitting there like, oh, her her hair was red. <laughs> something, something, something. That's fucked up how I remember it. I shouldn't even say nothing. But it started off like that and I was like, what the fuck? And I was just showing her the bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. this is what niggas used to watch in high school to get titties in their face. You feel me? But it started off so like she was into it at first because it looked like it's a real series. Mm-hmm. It looked like it's about to start off like a shonen. And then boom, it like hits you with like it's it starts off like, oh shit, crazy shit's happening. And there's like like, psych, we're going to show you what happened first at that, that day that led to this event. And it was the wildest first day. And then ever since episode one and on, you could tell it's just a bullshit ass show uh, trained to just drill as much titties in your face. But it was done in a shonen way. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I showed it to her and I was like, remember watching the first episode? I was like, I remember why I watched this shit when I was like 14. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's titties in your face. But the story was done more cleverly than other etchy shows you know what i'm saying that's why that's one of the main people call that like the god body etchy, etchy the, yeah. the, the dragon ball of etchy but at the same time like if i'd have seen thorfinn just pull up fuck shit up boom 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 and then it's like just for a quick second like not even that long just show me what he can do what he's capable of then show me everything else and it's like why you. should i care about the original shit mm, you know okay. what i'm saying it's like you just gave me you're trying to give me story and story and story and once you get to three four episodes of story before we even know who these niggas really are like we are getting to know who they are but like why should i care about who they are if that makes sense you know what no, I'm saying? i feel you and just just from context of me knowing it i say it's because it's like once he's grown up, you can't, like you really want to see him succeed because you've seen him mm-hmm. be a little kid, go through all that fuck shit. And like, I think the purpose of the beginning thing is to show how strong his father is, mm-hmm. to show how the, what he could become. And his father did seem cool. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking like, you know what I'm saying? I was thinking his father was going to make it into, no, into him. Man. And it's like, nah. But That nigga had to die. It, it makes sense. It makes sense. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Give it, a chance, give it another go because I really think when we get to the end of the year awards, we're going to have to have but a major discussion about Vinland. I stopped at like episode four or five like two or three days ago. So I'm going to pick back up from it as yeah. soon as... And it's not, it's not going to be something like... Like probably next episode when the next episode drop, I'm just going to catch up ooh, right before then. Mm-hmm. And uh, like just, you know, pummel through it. Because it's not too far like... Like whenever it feels like forever since I watched one through three, because it but, just got through the first bat, like the first major th- like adult, well teenage Thorfinn arc where he's a baller, and now it's about to get into like the big battle, like 
his big and big. Arc. That's what I've been wanting to see. I've been wanting to see when shit get fucking real because it looks like shit ain't getting super super real yet. Oh no, it's it's, but it's there. something you gotta wait for, and it's something that uh, I do understand why they didn't start with the action and then went with the uh, just just, from, just to from get my, you to love it. Yeah, like, just to exactly. get you to love the characters. Like, if all. you watch it in chronological order, it makes more sense. Like, it really everything does. makes more sense. Like, reading it, I was definitely, co- like, I was confused. And I hate shit like that reading it. Yeah, like, it, to it be confused honest, the you, shit out of me. If they would have swapped it, I'd love probably both mediums more. Really? And I, I haven't read it yet, but now it kind of made me want to go Don't, back and read it. But see, now it, I'm going to watch it because yeah, I'm already on the watch it. Just watch it because it's, it's honestly where Demon Slayer, we're both like, yeah, we love reading it. This one is one where it's like, I kind of rather watch this because, mm-hmm. like, the reading text is small bubbles. It's a lot of dialogue. It's a lot of like explaining Viking shit. When all, in actuality, all you're trying to do is watch them niggas fight. And I'll give the anime this: they condense the they like they get the same story apart, but they condense some of the dialogue mm-hmm. and, this and only of, use the important parts. This is one of those few for me in those club and in, in that club that where like I'll start it and be super like. Eh about it and then love it at the end I'm, I'm hoping that it's like that it's like one of those ones that by the time I get to the end of it I'm like oh no bro this is God body because there are shows that I scoffed at and you know Bleach was one of them but I'm, I love Bleach now like I'm in the middle of it and I'm like I, I get the I get the appeal versus when I first started it as a kid I was reading the manga and showing a jump and I was like man I'm in love with this art style I love the way he draws the main characters the weapons the girls which are all defining factors on if I'm gonna watch the anime or like fuck with the manga but the story just didn't catch me you know what i'm saying and they're like this one and the same thing with hunter hunter like i didn't understand what the fucking purpose of hunter hunter was That's especially was after you hunter. Hunter. no my thing hunter hunter i did not understand and, t- and then when i watched it i was like oh I get it. I just I never the got moment, to the killer ripped the heart that's out. That's the thing. The mo- that's like the moment that changed everything for me. The moment killer ripped his heart out, I was like, "Oh, this is something different." Okay, this is going. Yeah. Okay, this ain't gonna be no bullshit. That's the show. thing. The moment you see Thorfinn kill for the first time, you're like, "All right, this is." And that's not that's not saying that just whenever shows get super hyper violence when they get good. It's just like but it, it that, shows you. It's, you're following. You don't under, you don't know when Thorfinn grows up. Like how long you gotta be with him being a kid? Yeah, like, like after episode like three or four I'm like how long does this nigga it's, stay a kid you're literally at the last one okay well Gucci yeah you literally at the last one you might have like episode f- like five might be half half of it and half it. like I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna have to see that bro no like, give it a, cause I swear I swear Chris like God bo- like God body like it is good like and I'm, I'm recognizing all the faces and seeing the characters and shit like that. So I'm, I'm seeing if there's going to be any connections made and everything. You see people grow and shit like that. Well, let's get sorry for the uh, deviate, like the detour. But that's a good, not a lot of news. And me and my guy haven't talked to him in while we just discussing. We hope you guys enjoy it because we haven't reviewed Vinland. Not reviewing it, but that was a little. Oh, we're going to review it when we get to the end. I'm hyped to get to the end of it. That's, like. <laughs> we will. We're going to give a season review of it because it, it is great. Let's get to something that's coming to Toonami. This is part of the partnership with Production IG and Funimation, Junji Ito's Uzumaki is coming to Toonami. Toonami is proud to announce the newest anime series is created in partnership with Production IG. Uzumaki, a four-episode miniseries based on the supernatural horror manga by legendary author Junji Ito, Junji Ito will premiere on Toonami in 2020. Uzumaki follows a high school teenager, Kiri Goshima, her boyfriend, Tsuyuchi Saito, and the citizens of the small fictional Japanese town of Kuzuru uh, Cho, which is cursed by supernatural events involving spirals. As the story progresses, Kyrie and Suichi witness how the spirals curse affects the people around them, causing the citizens to become obsessed or paranoid about the spirals. Eventually, eventually, 
Kiri is affected by the curse as well. When her hair begins to curl in an unnatural spiral pattern, drains her life energy to hypnotize the citizens and chokes her. When she attempts to cut it off, Suichi is able to cut her hair and save her. The curse continues to plague the town until... A storm is conjured by the curse and destroys most of its structures. What will happen in this crazy town with spirals? What is to unfold? Find out in the mystery of Junji Ito's Uzumaki. Chris, we watched the trailer for this. Are you excited for this to come to Toonami? Hell yes. I'm one of those new Junji Ito fans. Like I hopped on uh, Junji Ito like... Damn near right after watching Promise Neverland because that was considered to be horror. Yeah, and I, it was I, like the basic horror to get you into horror anime. Exactly, and that, it, it did. It made me want to see like like what other, what else do we have in the world of horror anime that could actually make me feel something because other than like pure pure disgust. Like when I yeah. watch shit like Another or Erased or like I think that's the the name I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of like this show where uh Twitter recently posted a picture of oh animes for kids they said and it showed four pictures and one of them was the Ego, bitch. Ego proxy Ergo Proxy? That's another one. It's like Maybe. mystery cop I, horror. All I know is I remember watching like a top 10 goriest uh anime uh well, definitely kind of and I had seen the bitch get ripped in half and like slammed the crock. Got ripped in half by her legs. Is that Elfin Line? No, I don't think so. I, this Cause, is because Elfin Line is considered horror too, and that super was super natural. gory as well. But the thing is, I've always equated horror to super gory, super just cringy. At least with Japanese stuff, because their their concept of horror is a little different like, than ours. Was that another when that dude stabbed himself in the mouth in the front of the class and shit like that? See, I haven't finished another. And the bitch, like, with the with the fucking umbrella, and she, like, landed on the umbrella and shit like that happened. Maybe. Like, because that shit was so disgusting. It made me visi- uh, visibly uncomfortable. But it was more along the lines of, like... Ew, this is gory. This isn't scary. Like, Uzumaki was one of the first ones where um, one of my uh, friends, she bought uh, Uzumaki. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm wanting so hard. Junji Ito's just so good. And I'm sitting there like, Junji Ito's, like, he's... It's, it's, it's a manga. Like, I'm sitting there yeah. like... It's, How you getting scared from a book? Yeah, like she's like, oh, it's terrifying. And I'm like, okay. So not too long after that, you know, I watch Promise Neverland and I get hype onto this Junji Ito. So I've read a couple of his short stories. And then I realize on Funimation. There's the collection. There's the collection. So I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? So they animated Junji Ito shit and I've never heard about it. I'm like, you know how much um, research I've done on horror anime? Like every year around uh, Halloween, some of my favorite anime YouTubers start talking about the, the craziest horror anime. So I check out some of the ones like Shiki. I've checked out some of these like mm-hmm. about the vampires and shit like that. Super gory and shit like that. And it's like just because it has vampires in it, just because it has monsters and, or just because it's super gory doesn't make it good horror for me. So I'm sitting there like what makes Junji Ito iconic for not making these 20 volume long horror stories like Promise Neverland or Death Note they're into he's into making short these, stories like either these, these short stories like these like a, a collection of small one or two chapter stories or like these big like Uzumaki big one book one shots yeah. or uh, there's a new one I, I put I tried to pull it up but there's a new one that my girl just bought recently and she's been on that bitch like bruh I'm it's like fire. y'all gonna make me start reading this shit <laughs> but I'm still watching uh, the anime and what I gotta say is uh, the, from the stories that I've watched, that I've read before I watched, they executed it well in the anime. And from the stories that I watched and didn't read so far in the Junji Ito collection, uh, I love them. Like, I love them a lot. Like, the ones that I haven't read but I watched. I'm like, these shits hit like they supposed to hit. Like, people were saying 
Junji Ito is big on not wanting his shit, especially this one. Because if I'm not mistaken, this was out before the collection. I'm not sure. I'm not 100 sure. I'm not sure. But I know I know you, you're definitely right. He he definitely told him he wanted this animated a certain way. He's he passionate like, about his shit, not he even like, being animated. I don't want it to be colored. Like I want it to be looking like a... a I don't want to say like one of those indie short films where it's like black and white and like it moves slow mm-hmm. and it's not really like anime, but that's what it is like, and it's gonna stay true to the manga one hundred percent. I'm not I'm not sure if it's Super uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf or Mother's Basement like on YouTube that mm-hmm. covered it, but they did a whole thing about like uh, horror anime and why Junji Ito is the goat, and he's really the goat on paper. Like you remember how uh, we were talking about Promise Neverland a while mm-hmm. back and how we were talking about it takes a good ass book for when you turn the page you get a jump scare yeah you know what i'm saying and like with, with junji ito he's really good at like you're reading and like you're visibly like ah this is crazy yeah. it's not even shit that it's like super hyper violent it's just the imagery he uses makes you either Cringe. scared uncomfortable or it, it, he, he really gets it off well and me coming from reading the the collection some of the collection to watching some of the collection uh I, i'd love to see uzumaki animated because i haven't read uzumaki that's one of the ones i haven't read yeah but i've heard like one of the people talked about it and they were talking about the spirals and how it's so intricate on the level of psychological horror as well as like not just you look at it it makes you cringe because of the actual visual it's like the the more you read into it like the think about it the more like the it actually scares you exactly like bro they had this one i don't mean i don't mean to go too hard on it but like episode two like this is not too hard of a spoiler because they're all separate stories Mm -hmm. But um, the second episode, if I'm not mistaken, was the episode of the model. It was breaking out. It was broken off into two uh, stories in one episode. But the first half was like this model bitch, right? And the nigga, the main character, he like saw her in a book, and he's like, ah, fucking crazy shit. You feel me? The bitch looks fucking. That bitch is terrifying. And he works in a place where they're casting for uh, doing, you know, a movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, or like some kind of some kind of like shit where they're shooting the, yeah, the some girls agency or some shit. And um, they're going through girls like later on in life, like, trying to find a cute girl. Mm-hmm. And they accidentally run across this bitch. And he's like, "Oh shit, nigga! Remember I told you about that bitch a while back? <laughs> this this is the bitch." And the dude was like, "Oh, that's fucking funny. This bitch is ugly, and she looks creepy as fuck. Like creepiest bitch I've ever seen in life, right?" Oh, yeah. And then the whole rest of the show, it shows you that okay, face value, she's creepy looking. She makes you uncomfortable just off of looking at her. You know some crazy shit's about to come, but it's the psychological shit that happened throughout that part that made me sit there like, bruh, I'm like, it's like I'm watching a horror movie. I'm sitting there like talking to the screen like, bitch, get out. Get out of there. And these niggas are just sticking around and they're sitting there and he's feeling weird because he's the only one who sees this bitch like this and everybody else is like, dude, she's good. She's harmless. And they're like, I got a bad feeling about this bitch. Bitch, and not to like, uh, Spoiler or nothing, but some shit happens with her. She goes crazy. Some crazy shit happens. But it just made me, it, it makes me uh, imagine like putting myself in the character's shoes. Like, what if this was me? Even the other, the, the other skit in the same episode took you there as far as like, it's nothing that's like, it's nobody's blowing their brains out yeah. or nobody's stabbing themselves in the face or people getting horribly disemboweled. It's just, damn, that's, if that happened in real life, that's fucked up. Real. Because it doesn't take you into this fantasy world. It just, it's like real life, real world. your situation, like if you was in those situations. Exactly. Real. Well, good for Toonami, man. Glad to see them get this and can't wait for Uzumaki to come out. Next up, just a little bit of news. I know Chris hasn't watched this and I haven't watched this, but I know there's fans out there of this because people would say this is one of the biggest animes of this year. Sword Hero, it was announced that Sword Hero Season 2 and 3 are in production. 
the panel at Crunchyroll Expo confirmed that season two and season three are already in production. We don't have a release date. However, a key visual for season two was released. So you guys who are a fan of Sword Hero, be sure to check that out. And also with that being said, Watson. Watch, excuse me, Watanabe's new anime, Carol and Tuesday, is finally out on Netflix. This is the synopsis for it. 50 years have passed since mankind began migrating to the new frontier, Mars. It's an age where most culture is produced by AI and people are content to be passive consumers. There's a girl scrapping a living in the metropolis of Alba City. She's working part-time while trying to become a musician. She's always felt like something is missing. Her name is Carol. There's a girl born into a wealthy family in the provincial town of Herschel City. She dreams of becoming a musician, but nobody around her understands. She feels like the lonely person in the world. Her name is Tuesday. A chance meeting brings them together. They want to sing. They want to make music together. They feel like they might just have a chance. The two of them may only create a tiny wave, that, but it will eventually grow into something larger. This I only put this on here because it's the creator of Cowboy Bebop, Space Dandy. This is Watanabe's new intro into anime, new entry into anime, and he's not going the action route. He went the comedy route with Space Dandy. This one's kind of a musical, like slice of life. So, Krista, being a musician, does Carol and Tuesday intrigue you? I don't know, because uh, there was another musical one uh, that I didn't really watch, uh, Kids on a Slope. I don't think that's Watanabe, huh? Is it? I don't think, I don't know if it's Watanabe, but I know it's one of the goats. Let me let me check to make sure because I feel like it might be. The only reason why I say this one might be fire just because what the Watanabe's choice of music from Shampoo to Cowboy Bebop to Space Dandy has always been a tier, and now that he's doing a specifically music based where he takes reggae, R and B, he takes all the genres. Whoa! And so he does all he's doing everything. Yeah, he's like he's really making I'm this is like it. straight music, like it's not just one style. And see, it, it was it was Watanabe that did Kids on a Slope. Okay, really. And uh, it was Yoko. Uh. Wait, Yoko Kano. And Yoko Kano is one of the goats, bro. Like, she they like she did, like, Cowboy Bebop. And she's one of the, like... If I'm not mistaken, she's, like, with the seatbelts? But I remember, you know, I'll I be sampling shit. So yeah. I've been on Yoko. Like, that was one of my first... So if she's, like, involved in this one, or if, just hearing Watanabe is involved in it, you know what I'm he, saying? Because directed and, and I, made it. I didn't watch Kids on the Slope, but being a serial sampler, yeah. that is one of the soundtracks I just had on my laptop that I never really flipped through because I never watched the anime. Right. But when I found out uh, Kids in the Slope was a Watanabe anime and it was a um, a musical themed anime. I tried to watch it. Didn't really fuck with it. Didn't get past episode one. Yeah. But I went back and I peeped the soundtrack and I love the soundtrack. soundtrack. So if Watanabe is as good of a music director as he has been for Cowboy Bebop, all of his uh, anime what, really have had a signature. And, and he has like, I, I, I'm, I don't want to be mistaken, but I think like people like Wyclef Jean, like, oh, shit. like he has re like uh, what's that Asian homie's name who who's a DJ? What the what the uh, Steve Aoki? Steve yeah, he's up in there. He's involved in like it's a lot of famous people that are involved. Watch, hold on, I'm gonna pull up because it's a lot of like really famous musicians Bro, that like, he got to work on this. Watanabe has not disappointed me yet, aside from Kids on the Slope. But maybe that's just not my thing, or maybe I didn't give it a fair try. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh. But Watanabe is the GOAT. Like, he's one of those people. If you're in the anime community, I expect you to know his name. Because, like, there's certain people that's like, uh, everybody knows Dragon Ball. Everybody knows One Piece. Most people know who you're talking about when you say Oda, when you say Toriyama. Some people don't, the more casual fans. But the real anime fans, like the core fans, when you talk about Kishimoto, Oda, 
and Toriyama, niggas know their names. You may not know the uh, the fucking Demon Slayer author's name, or you know Horikoshi nowadays, but yeah. I don't even know the Black Clover author's name to be 100% real. Well, look, the composers in this who worked on the music, uh, you got Leto. You, what's, what's your girl's name? What's her name? Uh, Yoko Okana. I don't see her name, but oh, they have, she might not be on this. Bitch. They have me, uh, my Messiah Suno, Leto, Flying Lotus, Thundercat, Steve Aoki, Benny Sings, Taylor McFerrin. Like, there's a lot. Jesus Alice Christ. Wonderland, Mark Redito. Like, there's a bunch of like famous good musicians working on the uh, choreo- uh working on the um, working on the music, and I'm trying to see some of the artists. Yeah, Thundercat, I believe, is in the show as well. And I've been seeing people like drop. Uh, pictures on the timeline because like you like I was just saying bro like all you gotta say like with My Hero Academia all you gotta say is season 4 and I'm there like with this all you gotta say is Watanabe and I'm at least pulling oh, up yeah, I'm at least I'm a peep game I don't know if I'm gonna make it to episode 20 or episode 12 I'll whatever finish, yeah, long but I'm gonna at least give one or two I'm pulling up dog yeah. cause I gotta see what's up because Watanabe's never failed me we talking Cowboy Bebop we talking fucking uh, Shampoo Space Dandy we're talking about goats like he is a goat status and I got like, I was trying to say like literally I don't know too many directors' names in anime besides, Same. like, he's the main one like, I, I know. I know mangakas. I don't know directors. Exactly. And like I was saying, I don't even know Buku Mangaka. Like, I don't know the Black Clovers. I couldn't name you their no, name. Me either, but, like, but this but, nigga, I know damn near most of his work. But that, but see, that goes back to, like, is Black Clover a goat? Because, like, we know Hirokoshi. We know Inchiro Oda. We know Kishimoto. We know Kishimoto's brother's name. We know Akira Toriyama. Yeah, like, literally. Like, we know goat. Like, we know Tagashi. Uh, like, literally. We know goats. There's goats that, and when, when someone is a real goat, like, Tagashi has only really well, he has some other lesser known but when you when you Boichi like even a new Boichi like nigga I know Boichi's <laughs> yeah, name Sun Can Rock Dr. Stone <laughs> yeah. like son like he's a, he's a goat already he's new era goat shout like, out Boichi Horikoshi uh, Horikoshi Boichi, uh, Boichi butchering these boys names yeah. uh, they are low key the new era goats but the old, you know there's always the old goats but if you don't and shout out to the female Mangaka. their names I need to start knowing their names because fe- low key Female Mangaka have some of the best manga. And I don't know Demon any Slayer, of their names. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, yep. Blue Exorcist, yep. all about female Mangaka. I'm going to start knowing, I'm going to mention a female Mangaka next time. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start show. knowing their names. Like, nah, they kill it. Like, low key, they kill it a little more than the men. I, I'm like, they got a lot of like, with female Mangaka, there's more hits than misses, where with men, there's a lot of misses. Oh yeah, men just come up with a bunch of misses because when you're doing shonen, right, from a female's perspective, you gotta kill it. You know, you're not gonna take it serious. Exactly. You got. I'm not even saying from a of like uh, the pressures on. It's more like along the lines of they know what to do. They know just to get the fights in. But where a lot of the big shonen they fails the is that emotion in the story. It's like why do I care about all this shit? And you see, know what I'm saying? That, I think the, the I think Demon Slayer being written by uh, by a female mangaka is so dope because it's like. They get she gives us the fights. Like if you know but anything it, about, uh, but we care about the story exactly. And like Full Metal, Al- we care. I didn't like, even know it was made by a female. But yep. with Full Metal Alchemist, it like makes sense because the story is so, so good. good. And you the fights are like that's my one. It wasn't complaint. just like this testosterone out dude just thinking about how much how he could drill as many fights into it as possible. Amazing. Like my one complaint about Full Metal Alchemist, I give it top five story of all time. But when you like. In 2K, there's this thing called sliders where you put up like people's stats and like you like if, if we're gonna turn all the sliders up on anime, I can't put Full Metal top five because the fighting sliders would be all the way down. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And uh, putting but it on story, that scale, but story sliders 
it's maxed see, out. This is why, and I hate to get started on this before we even get to the review, but this is why, and I know we're living in a climate where niggas are dick riding the fuck out of uh, Demon Slayer. And I know we've had a history of my hero being having a toxic fan base. And, and I told you off air that the Demon Slayer fan base was getting to me. Like, I was bro, just like, it, like, I didn't feel it with I'm my like, hero, but I felt it with this one. I'm the biggest fan of Demon Slayer, and I was the biggest fan of my hero, but the my hero shit didn't bother me. And the Demon Slayer shit's low-key still not bothering me, but... I am getting a little bothered by the fact that that kind of fan base is trickling over. It's not It's not that it bothered me. It's just like, oh, so now y'all want to like... And I don't want to be one of those people that was hipsters that's like, oh, yeah, you knew the show. Like, you, you was reading the manga months ago. Like, so you can't let anybody else enjoy? No, it's not that. It's just the way they go about it. Like... Mm-hmm. We get Demon Slayers that like like gonna be goat level if it keeps progressing, but we're saying if it keeps progressing, like we're exactly. we're not giving it goat status now. We're saying if it continues on the trajectory that it's at, we can't help but put it there. Where there's people on the internet like, oh, it's goat status already. Top, see, like it's the best ever. What I'm it's saying like, I can't is, say it's the best ever, and we it just only has one season. It's like legendary status for me. Like this is my thing, right? My Hero Academia. It didn't. The fan base didn't get toxic until we got enough. Like the thing about it is, nobody was acting the same way that they're acting for Demon Slayer. My Hero Academia season one, they weren't acting like no, that. No, they weren't. Like Black Clover season one, people the weren't anime, acting like that. Okay, I'll say this: the anime community, people who watch anime, was hype on My Hero season like, in season one. These days, bro, like. People are just starting to not like if you get on the timeline and be like Black Clover's trash like we were last year. Like motherfuckers are sitting there like, hey, uh, calm down, yeah, chill out. Like last year, bro, motherfuckers and, were like Black Clover was the Boruto. Like they were lumping in, de- like they were. Lumping and I'm in. caught up on Black Clover. Don't even get me started. There was a point in time where we may have even had this discussion on the pod. We may have been like, oh, the new big three may be fucking uh, Deku, Asta, and fucking Boruto. Like, like literally, that's the big three for the new generation as far as Jump Force goes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's who. They put in maybe two years ago. You were looking at these three characters as the, the new faces the of Shonen, yeah, but now it's now it's like okay, uh, bo- people are talking about Black Clover like it's it's cool now and shit like that. But no first season of any anime in the new era has had this reaction. So I'm sitting there like, okay, Only Promise Neverland. Promise Neverland too, but uh, this is like in more in the realm of the My yeah, Hero Black Clovers. Promise is. Neverland is more. It's its the own lane. thing. Demons, like, death Death Note level, and Death Note stood out because of that, and Promise Neverland standing out because of that too. Exactly. And Death uh, Promise Neverland may surpass Death Note. Death Note in that lane, we just don't know. No, yeah, I, I'm not saying that it's better because it's season one. That's why we can't say Demon Slayer yeah, is. Yeah. But what we can, we can't act like uh, even with the My Hero shit because it applies. My Hero, the fan base got toxic. Fairly recently, last year, the year before, maybe with season three. With season three, uh, it deserved to get those dick riders though because we got like sixty episodes. Demon Slayer, I will say, people are going too far and being overboard, but we can't just be dismissive of a lot of, of the claims greatness, yeah. because it is it is one of the new era's greatness and uh, greatest. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sitting there like season one was it like people talked about. People to this day will still tell you One Punch Man is one of the best anime of yeah, all time. One, best one, season one. Niggas haven't even watched season two. Yeah, one they, Punch Man, best anime of all time. That's in my top five. It's like, nigga, have you watched season two? I'm gonna get around to I it. I had an argument. Yo, I had I had my first argument on Twitter with like over like some anime shit. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me pull this shit up because speaking of One Punch Man, this ties but into see, all this. Nobody talked shit about One Punch Man when it first dropped. Nobody was like, ah, oh, One Punch Man fan base canceled. They saying it's the best anime. They saying Saitama could beat Goku, and that is a common thing in the One Punch Man fan base niggas is always saying Saitama would wash somebody 
Yep. No. Or they come out the woodworks. Ah ah ah. They wouldn't watch like Tom. It's like no duh. Bro, I tweet so much that I don't know if I'm gonna be. Hold on, I'm gonna find this shit because this nigga had me hot. <laughs> like I was hot, bro. Hold on, I'm gonna pull this shit up because I was. It, it was one of those ones like that we gonna talk about with our uh, discussion. So this will lead directly into our discussion. Bro, it's been with, a hot with, month with for that Goku's too. dad. It's been a hot month for that too. Cause uh, you remember last episode we was talking about the Itachi. Yeah, uh, not Itachi. Sasuke was Sasuke. the best swordsman. And to this day, I stand uncontested. None of y'all motherfuckers had any kind of argument for why Sasuke. Is the, I told motherfuckers that, they, that he's strong on his own. I told motherfuckers take out Boruto and tell me what, what dope shit Sasuke did with his sword compared to Zoro. Niggas was quiet. Big facts. Did this nigga delete? I think he deleted him. I think yeah, I really think he deleted him. He knew he was wrong. Yo, he did. Like he I, I really bad. think he deleted him. Oh yeah, he definitely did. But bro, nobody in there like nobody shitted on uh One Punch Man as a show. Nobody shitted on One Punch Man as a their fan base. Nobody did that, you know what I'm saying? Like and that fan base got pretty toxic at one point in time. Like not even saying that because honestly, it's Saitama, bro. Like he's undefeatable. That's oh, no, his trope. He, he didn't delete them. Let's let's here we go. Okay. Well, he deleted some of them. But look, he goes he goes, uh, I'm not gonna say his name, but he goes, niggas, oh, well, excuse me, and Chris are both black, so it don't matter. Niggas said, <laughs> One Punch Man season two was trash. Too many fillers. They changed the animation. I didn't like Garu. All stupid things I read. It's season two, and niggas wanted no storyline at all. No character development. No new characters. They just wanted three second fights. I said, I don't think the problem was the story, I, because I still read the manga, and I know a bunch of people who still read the manga. The animation was horrid. Why should we just watch something that's horrid looking when it's just about the story and seeing character development in more than just fights if, if it's just okay if it's just about the story and seeing character developments and more than just fights why not read the manga and he goes hold on this is the shit he, he oh no he goes horrid as if it looked like south park or something so what the former team left what if we had to wait longer but we still got it i, I was like that really didn't make sense but we didn't we didn't watch south park for animation <laughs> what made one punch man season great was the humor interesting concept and great animation it would have been better if they made it if they waited to make it, yes, 100%. You can't compare South Park to this. Apples and oranges. I go, we watch shows like this because they look good and have good stories. If they don't look good, why wouldn't you just read the manga? He continues on to to uh, to uh go, I'm not going to argue anymore. If you just want to read picture books, I'm out of here. Oh, <laughs> picture books? How old are we? How old are we, bro? So you'll watch anime, but you're like... <laughs> turning your nose Dear up on niggas who read manga? manga yeah damn but my whole purpose of saying this is because one punch man season two you can't compare you like the reason why everybody was so hype on season one is because it looked so good and the story was there but if it didn't look as good as it did and the story was there niggas would have just said it was mid go read the manga they do that yes, for sir. kingdom they do that for uh B- berserk they do that for so for fairy tale they do that mm-hmm. for so many manga Series they that shit just on get- good shit. They shit on shit that's lower tier, high tier. Well, like lower tier, high tier. But like, there's like to me, there's good shit. There's trash and there's mid. Yeah. Niggas be saying shit is mid for lower tier, good quality. Like the thing about it is, bro, we get so much greatness that we're spoiled. We really to where are. when shit is like low tier, good, it's like it's still good, bro. But it's not mid. Niggas say my hero's mid. Niggas say Black Clover's hit mid. 
some scenes in Black Clover are mid. Yeah. Some scenes in Dragon Ball Super were mid. Dragon Ball Super as a whole maybe lower look, tier mid. My hero doesn't have too many bad animation scenes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so for you to call my and I'm hero glad you mid, said super is lower tier mid. I'm lower, glad, super I lower tier mid, you especially that. as far as a whole. As far as you know, getting scratching my fan base uh, scratch. It, it, it's, it did. It definitely. They, did. they gave it that they're high tier. They, only, they you, only had two good arcs. Literally, and the thing about it is, you gave us two movies for no reason. Yeah, they looked trash. They didn't add much bonus content. I'm not gonna lie. Let me not say it. The bonus content was cool. Yeah, wow. yeah you fucked with it. You, you, I, you, I like the I like I the first two episodes of Super. I like the episodes where he grabbed the fucking truck and he jumped over the crowd with the truck. This shit was hilarious. It's funny watching Goku be Goku. But the whole first two seasons could have did without that super trash. Not even mid trash. But then when you mix that with the greatness that is a tournament of power, the lower tier good seeing Vegito, that is uh, seeing Vegito, that arc. That's the whole my arc. The Zamasu arc. Yeah. The Zamasu arc is lower tier good. Yep. And the, the, the tournament of power arc it's was good. middle tier good. Yeah. Not even higher tier good, bro. It was higher tier hype and excitement for yeah, that Dragon true. Ball fan service. But everything else involved made it some middle. bad animation episodes. Everything else was mid to trash. Yeah. Everything mm. else. The, 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 the first even tournament. The, even the first. Yeah, I was about to say that shit was weak. I watched it and I loved it. At the time, yeah, I ain't going back and watch that shit again. No. I try to re- like, I, like I always look at things the different, different the second time around. The first time around is gonna get that excitement out of me. The second time around, like, like this I is- tried to rewatch Super the other because I was like, man, I'm in a mood to watch some DBZ just to chill. And I was like, I'm not gonna watch Dragon Ball Z. Let me watch some Super. I literally watched. I started to watch the uh, Zamuzu arc from the beginning. I was like, I'm okay. I'm going to just watch it from when Goku and Vegeta start to fuse. And then on. And then I watched the tournament power from when they start to fight Kale. And then on. Or no, the first time they show Ultra Instinct and then on. And even some of that you got to skip because there's some bullshit fights in between them. I got to say, um, my one of, this is not saying much to say one of my favorite arcs is the Zamasu arc. Mm Mm-hmm. Because one of the only two fucking good, good arcs. Good arcs, yeah. But um, to say that's one of my favorite arcs from the show, I was thinking it was going to have more than the Term of the Power. Like, after the Term of the Power, I thought it was going to keep going, keep going. But looking back on it, that arc majority, like how you said you just skipped to the Vegito part, it's like that arc was low-key low key a clusterfuck. It really was. That was the biggest clusterfuck like, in the whole series. It didn't make sense because it's like they fight, they lose, they go back to, the, to their time. Then they train a little bit. They go back, fight. They lose again. They go back. And then they're like, all right, this is the last time we can go back because we don't have any more uh, things. So it's like, if you don't win, it's fucked. They fucked up that whole timeline, too. That timeline got <laughs> fucked up. Like, like, I don't understand the future Trunks timeline anymore. I don't understand shit anymore because <laughs> they never even explained why <laughs> like, Goku Beerus Black- killed fucking Zamasu and they went back to the future and the nigga was still there. They never even explained that shit. They didn't yeah. explain shit. They really didn't explain nothing. Like whatever, whatever. They made it like it's like it's not DBZ's not like Marvel, whereas like when the Cell games happened, well, I guess when they defeated Cell on the thing, Trunks still had to defeat Cell in his time. So it makes sense. That's yeah, that's the that's how it always but it, it made more sense with the Cell games. Yeah, fucking Trunks came down with a whole new hair color and that shit wasn't addressed at yeah, all. Yeah, it wasn't he That was, shit didn't He went from purple hair to blue hair. Nobody even said nothing, like that that whole arc was just it was cool it was fun but I think it was just a filler fun arc before you get to, to the tournament of power the tournament of power I'm not saying filler because it we'll was give canon. some fan service for some fusion yeah it was like well, let's work on a tournament of power but let's give them this real quick because niggas love future trunks and it's like if that shit was real like not saying if it wasn't canon because it's canon but to me it felt like a filler arc because bruh why would you not get trunks for the tournament of power like that's yeah. ridiculous and the thing is. I, I, I put points up on the board for uh, Black Goku having a bad Zamasu and Black Goku having 
one of the more badass villainies in Dragon Ball because that's the only villain in history that they didn't beat. And my thing is with that, also on top of that, I didn't like the fusion of them. I didn't like the fact, well, yeah. I, I, I low-key did, but I low-key didn't. I didn't like seeing Zamasu with Super Saiyan hair that rubbed yeah, me the wrong see, way. See, that's what, like, just the, the just the way that they made him look. And People like, love Zamasu, and I don't I don't love him as much. I was just saying he gets badass points, but it's only because... I like Goku Black. I, I like Goku Black. I love, yeah. and that I don't even like Goku Black. I just like Super Saiyan Rose uh, as a form. Yeah. That was like, ah, pink, my favorite color. And then ah. seeing the blade and, like, just... And you're yeah. right, that's the first one that Goku and Vegeta couldn't beat. Trunks had to Bruh. beat him. Trunks didn't even beat him. Trunks hit him with the sword, and then they were like, yeah, we beat him. And he was like, ah! And he took over the whole sky. Oh, yeah. They had to call Xenosama to get that nigga. That's why they brought Xenosama back in time with him. Mm-hmm. And that fucked me up. I'm sitting there like, no explanation I for totally none of that shit. I totally forgot about that. You right. I was like, so you telling me not only did Super Saiyan Blue Vegito not beat this nigga, but Trunks didn't beat this nigga. And but I thought they, okay, they didn't beat him because, wasn't it because he was already immortal, but they beat the human side of him? Yeah. Like they killed the human they side. They kind of beat him. Yeah, they they halfway beat him. They halfway beat him, but he still got him badass points because nigga, he didn't die. He was undefeated on some shit. And speaking of, we got two topics in Dragon Ball Z. And speaking of Super, we don't know if Super's gonna come back. But let's man, tackle. Okay, whew. do we want to tackle the easy Dragon Ball topic before we tackle the Funimation stuff? Man, let's hit this Funimation shit. We gotta hit it. Or, hard. Or, or, or do you want to hit the like? No, just because we did my Twitter stuff. Do you want to talk your Twitter stuff real quick? Matter of fact, yeah, let's. let's I'm, I'm down either way because yeah. you know we need to have this goddamn as a segment on the show because last week uh, or last uh, episode Twitter the complaints. Whole, yeah, we could add that on there. We, we gotta think of a catchy title for y'all, but we we gonna make this a fucking because <laughs> week to Twitter week, wars, bro, anime talk versus you guys. It's too. It's too often, and we just really touched on it last. And we've touched on the episodes before, kind of like slight, work, like slight, but nah, but it's been, it's been. Y'all been getting at us the past month. Like I've been arguing with niggas because niggas really are, are are like fucking opinionated. And this is the fun I part. Love right? it. I love arguing. My dream is to be on like a fucking sports center esque show or a fucking CNN esque show. Where I'm sitting around about Talking anime. About anime. See, this is where you're wrong. Like pointing at motherfuckers, and we had this big debate. Yeah, me and you, I feel like we're on the same side with this one yeah. or, or with the other one too. But uh. Motherfuckers on Twitter, bro, y'all be tripping. That's just because they're nostalgic and and they don't want to hate on their favorite character. And it's it's not it's even just that with too. That. It, it's that with these two, but with other, I've been seeing like the hottest of takes on Twitter. I'm sitting there like, where? Sometimes it gets addressed later, and they're like, I'm joking. I just did that as a yes. A, a lot trigger. of people are just trolling. I just wanted to troll and trigger y'all, and it worked. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna delete it now. I didn't. Mate. I thought this was just my Twitter friends. I thought maybe 100 people max were going to see this, but I'm getting thousands of mentions. It's out of control. I didn't feel this way. Like somebody put Black Clover greater than Demon Slayer or something like that. I or something that. stupid. It was like Demon Slayer. I saw, no. I, I saw Black Clover better than Hunter Hunter. I saw Fairy Tale better than Black Clover or something like that. I saw, oh, yeah, no, no, no. You're right. Black Clover better than Hunter Hunter. Yeah. I almost threw up. Yeah, me too. But I've been seeing that, but and somebody addressed it as a joke. Because I was like, yeah, because I saw that because they, they were. It was probably him that was joking. Yeah, he was. But. Other than that, other than people that's trolling, they got some of the stupidest hot takes. And it's like, niggas getting on Ninja for saying Demon Slayer has potential to be the best. And I agree with the sentiment that Demon Slayer does have potential. And we get ninjas just doing that to be to keep his hype up. Yeah, and uh, the, people pandering. Who, the people who are shitting on him, the most common tweet, and I hate the fact that Twitter regurgitates something that one person said over and over again. It's like, they already said it, we get it. That one person who said it went viral. And you, with your two tweet saying the same thing, two retweets saying the same thing. But... Motherfuckers told him like, "Oh, when you've only watched uh, Dragon Ball Z, yeah, when you've only watched Dragon Ball Z and Naruto or something like that." No, something he only like, watched Dragon Ball Z and Demon Slayer. Horrible. The only two, yeah. But go- that's a big argument for a lot of people in the fandom. Is like, bro, 
Have y'all niggas only seen Naruto? Have y'all well, niggas only watched Dragon Ball? Let's save this one for another episode because I want to talk about that. We like, definitely got to talk about that. The, but that's just, like, how do we comp- like? And, it, and that gets back to our conversation we heard when we talked about Meg The Stallion. Like, we shouldn't com- judge people based upon like with the anime community. We wanted to grow. We wanted to get bigger. We can't judge people based upon not seeing a lot of anime. But at the same token, you can't talk about make grandiose comments exactly in the public forum and mm-hmm. not expect blowback when you've only watched two anime and we're about to talk about geek them a little bit too i feel like later oh yeah no we definitely because i got to talk about but that i watched it I'm, I'm a fan of him too i watch his youtube videos but i watched a video of him the other day talking about like uh bad opinions because he got in an argument with one of his friends on twitter and then everybody all the other guys friends were bashing him and he was like look i just told him he had a bad opinion I get it. An opinion is an opinion, but there's levels to opinions. You have to have something to back up your back opinion. In, yeah. You can't just say a stupid ass opinion like uh, opinion like Demon I mean, Slayer is better can, than Naruto. But you just you just better expect the con like not the consequences, but you better expect the blowback. That's my thing. Like if you are gonna say some wild shit and I see it uh-huh. and there's no reasoning behind it and it like kind of triggers me, say some I dumb might shit, say so. I might argue with you. It, that day. It'd be some shit to where someone would be like Demon Slayer is better than Naruto. It's like you just can't say that yet. You just can't say that at all right now. Like that's yeah. not even a point that can be made. You say that shit too confidently and you get mad when people say that's a stupid opinion and that is a topic we definitely need to have no, on the we'll, next we'll episode definitely, we'll talk about that next week but for I, sure. I, I saw that shit where somebody was like um it was like a percentage it was like a, somebody put up a poll it was like how many animes uh do you have to have watched to have an, a respectable in a, a, a respectable in an opinion i th- i we'll, we'll get into and, this more next week because exactly. i want to because i want to break it down but i think just off of me not like thinking about it a long time, I think you have to at least watched one classic, mm-hmm. whether that's Lupin, Bebop, Roroni Kenshin, Yu Yu Hakusho. Mm-hmm. You gotta have one of them. You gotta have one of the big three. Mm-hmm. You gotta have one of the others, like one of the other major others, the whether mm-hmm. that's Death Note, Hunter Hunter, one of the others. You gotta have a new gen, and then uh, uh, and then like the fifth would be just like something extra whether that's slice whatever you extra into if you can give me an indie action if you can give me just something extra that's just to show me that you're knowledgeable i think and i think there's probably more than that but i think out of me just thinking it off rip that's the five basic things i could think of i think that's the homework i'm gonna do for the next episode because right now like my answer is i feel like it depends like two things depending on if i'm gonna respect your opinion right one thing uh the uh, not saying the amount of anime you watched, but um, the, the specific ones, ones you watched. Yeah. And the specific, it depends, first of all, on what you said. And after that, I have to check to see what you've watched. And it's not so much of how much you've watched. It's uh, so much of what you've watched and how much you've watched of it. Because I can't tell somebody they're not an anime fan if they uh, have watched 100 anime, not including the big three. They still are. Exactly. Yeah. But... I also can't let you come in here trying to have these fucking discussions about shonen like, yeah, if you're not be, a shonen fan. Be a shonen fan. hater and you're just one of those ones who just watches the indies. There are those specific I, people I, I who people only like watch that. that shit. I have people on my thread because I because we communicate because you know how I come on the podcast and I'm like, yo, I'm reading this new new such and such and mm-hmm. I have people on my thing that like are like, yo, check out this sub new new. Like shout out shout out to uh I believe it was Bull New. I forget who it was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout you out next episode. But the person who suggested Road to Ragnarok for me and I was mm-hmm. like lit. But then they have people on there who are like, yeah, I don't like fuck Shonen. Like, yeah, like Shonen. So, like, and there's tons of those. That's why niggas yeah. love One Punch Man so much because those niggas really woke up right there. They yeah. was like, oh my God, yes. Yeah, yes, making fun of the Shonen. Shonen. But the funny thing is, it's a Shonen. Yeah, it's a Shonen. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a parody. It's like Gintama. It's a, exactly. Like Gintama's a parody, comedy, whatever you want to call it, but it's still a good Shonen. Yeah. It has hard Shonen moments, just like 
So, like, but also to your point, quality, quantity. You could watch a hundred ones, but like if you say like, yeah, I watched a hundred of these indie things, and I've only watched. 40 episodes of Naruto, I can't watch anymore. It's trash. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take your opinion seriously when you're talking about Naruto and everything. I'll take your opinion serious about the other 100 you talk, but you can't tell me shit about Naruto or One Piece or any of these long-ass animes if you haven't watched more than 40 episodes. I'm sorry, Literally. because they're long-winded series. Just like we used to say, we can't talk about Bleach because we never watched it. Yep. Now we can talk about it, and, we, and we've apologized to Bleach fans. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. You, if, we've always we, started we admit, with that. Exactly. I've never been like, Bleach is trash. I've been like, I don't think Bleach is going to be that hot. I never really watched it. It's I don't want to watch it because yeah. it looks whack to me. But I'm not going to say it's automatically trash. What I'm going to say is it don't look like I'm going to fuck with it. And if we're wrong, we come and apologize about it. That's the thing. Some people don't like to admit and bro, when they're wrong. I admit I don't know if I've ever publicly admit how I'm pretty sure I slandered the shit out of Bleach just because I've I've read chapters, I've watched a couple episodes, but it was one of those ones where I've never watched the you know yeah no I same. can't talk that I much watched shit. like seven episodes like and I was like oof this so, isn't for me all that real shit I talked I'm sorry I'm eating it because not saying Bleach is one of my favorite anime but. It's, it's not as bad as I may have right thought now. before. Yeah, it's, it, I'm not gonna lie. It's not one of my favorites at all. Like, it's no, not, I'm just talking about that you're watching right now, like currently. I won't even say it's one of my Ooh, favorites that I'm watching currently. But you but just enjoy it. I, I'm, it's one of those ones that I do enjoy okay. because I've watched uh, the Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt, which is a comedy anime. I liked it a lot. I enjoyed. It. I really liked it. Like it was really good mm-hmm. for me. But not. Not even in my top 50, I don't think. I don't think I'd even mention it in a list. See, that's the thing. We got to get over this initial hype of like, just because we're watching something now and it's cool, doesn't mean it beat the Pantheon. But we'll talk about all of this next week with opinions because we got to get into this DBZ shit. Transitioning into it, because this kind of has to do with this, but just because you believe something doesn't make it fact. And Mm. this is why like, I believe, and like to be honest with you, the last... uh, the last uh, <laughs> episode of this this segment, you know what I'm saying? It, like with the Sasuke shit, I respect everybody's opinion because if you sit there and you are sitting there saying Sasuke is your favorite, you know what I'm saying? Sasuke, that's different. Sasuke is your favorite uh, swordsman in anime. I can't argue with you because that's your favorite. I'd be like, the def- power to you. The definitions between best and favorite. When you are say different. top five best, that's different. It's like you got to separate the two. And with this episode, I've got to tell you guys. It's not more of a favorite uh, favoritism kind of thing, but the argument for today is: Is Goku a good dad? Not, not really. Is is Goku a better dad than Vegeta? Vegeta yeah, that's more the question. That, yeah. that was my argument I was having on Twitter because yeah. I was sitting there. I had to say like every hour because people were trying yeah, to hit you, me over the head say, with that. It, it, you never said Goku was a bad dad. You just said, said he wasn't better dad than Vegeta. Exactly. I was saying Vegeta. Cause I don't remember where it even started. I wish I could find the exact person who it's, said it, but somebody had said, jokes. "Like, we, I, like oh, my, favorite. I know what it was. I know exactly what they said too. They were saying that." Goku is goat. They can say what you want about Goku, but we can't act like Vegeta isn't one of the, the best developed characters. He has a he has a good character. He and developed. I stand with that. He he went from wanting to destroy planets to being a good father, like even a better father than Goku, who's been a good father since day one. And everybody was like, "What? Vegeta a better father than Goku?" Niggas just hate the fact that Dragon Ball Z has zero to little character development besides Vegeta. Exactly, and you gotta acknowledge that. When is Goku? Goku has low key been the same since he was a kid, and actually, actually, he's gotten worse. <laughs> like he was the same throughout Z, but when we get to Super, he gets he dumb. got exponentially exponentially worse. Like 
Bruh, when, when I'm telling you, and I say that knowing Goten that... Goten doesn't really have a father. Can Goten we, doesn't have a father, period. Like, like at least Gohan had Piccolo. And I know people have said, like, Goku loved Gohan. We're not saying he didn't love him, but mm-hmm. was he there? Did he raise him? Like, let's go through some of the examples. Like, we talked about this, the Cell games. Goku left and died and told them not to bring me back. He didn't... Goten was getting born. Oh, no, I'm not going to raise my sons. I'm not going to be there for Gohan and Goten. I'm going to train another world and fight Pic- uh, PyCon. And you literally could have came back and then still went trained. But the fucked up part about this is, right, is, like I was trying to say, Vegeta is a good dad. Goku is also a good dad to a certain extent. Yeah. Like, what do you define as a good dad? Just telling me you love me. Being buddy-buddy with you? (laughs) Because me personally, I, I grew up with a strict black mom you know what i'm saying and my mom was my dad i didn't have a dad until i had a stepdad later on in my life but even he was a good fatherly role in my life right Mm -hmm. i ain't no one of these motherfuckers that's just like fatherless that's just out here living bad i had no (laughs) fucking male influence nobody to crack that whip at me my mom was very stern and she was very much a believer and i I feel like a lot of black uh, uh people with black mothers would have the same connection to their mom but i don't know if your mom ever told y'all this but i'm not i'm your mama not your friend Bro, every, come on, man. And every, that's the same I thing think with every black mama say that. Dad's a little bit more buddy buddy with his child, but yeah. dad is definitely like when the mom is like, "Dad, whoop his ass," because he Facts. needs to be disciplined. The dad pulls up, and the, the dad is someone you should fear, respect, as well as love. Your dad doesn't become your friend until you until you become a man. Exactly. Like like now, now my pops. Like yeah, now my pops cool. is like my my homie, and it, I can understand Gohan and Goku now. Yeah, but I remember, and this is this is me saying, okay, Goku's not. A bad dad. He's just not the best. Dad. And he's he's not even top tier good dad. Like yeah. he's good dad as far as the lowest of tier. He oh, yeah, cares and on. loves his kids. Let's go fish all night. Fuck school. Like we fuck your mama. We gonna fight. And like, he's an idiot. This. Like he's an idiot. <laughs> so he's not thinking that deep about it. But that is what a lot of people will tell you, bro, that they are now fathers, right? And I know a lot of my father. We got a lot and, of fathers listening to this. And look, let me say this. I know people out there gonna be like. Oh, y'all are taking this too literal. We're not thinking of real life raising, like talking about like a fuck. But just a dad. But when you say, when you say a hot take, like <laughs> get on the like, ass. <laughs> when you say a hot take, like Goku is a better father than Vegeta, you're open to looking at the actual aspects. And when Vegeta you say, actually raised his kids, and I know people can be like, Vegeta exactly. wasn't there for Trunks' birth, but like exactly, I don't like fuck and, and fuck what niggas say about future Trunks because you can't cons- like I know that's Vegeta's son, but. You can't consider that Vegeta's son because he didn't see that kid grow up from a baby yep. and would feel that emotional connection. He just got that thrown on him. Just imagine if someone came from the future and was like, I'm your son. Nigga, I'm and not he was to a bitch. That. Yeah. Imagine if you hate bitch niggas. Like, you hate bitch niggas. Like, you fuck with Goku, but you hate him because he's stronger than you, but you low-key respect him. But you hate all of his friends because they all some weak sauce-ass bitch Yamcha niggas. And then niggas. this nigga come and he's super saiyan before you. Yeah, and he's super saiyan before you, but at the same time, he looks at you like, Dad, I'm your son. I'm Love here. Me. I'm here not only to to meet you, but, but to be like, you. I'm running away from a problem. This nigga Vegeta is the biggest on saying pride, right? So your son comes back from tucking his tail in between his legs. To be 100% honest with you, Vegeta as a person, and this shows a lot to his growth. Vegeta as a person in the Cell Saga, he was so hard on that saying pride that just hearing his son come back down and being like, yeah, I just literally ran from some niggas that were stronger than me. They killed y'all. They, they killed Gohan. I know they was going to kill me. I'm gone. Vegeta would have rather Trunks never come back and die. Would rather he would have died and he would have never knew about it because at least he'd have went out with pride like a real nigga yeah. like Gohan did in that timeline like everybody else. And even and even to that point 
he by the end of the by the end of the cell games he respected trunks and exactly he, and, he, and he trained with trunks he grew to grow a relationship with you this see him do the little salute like i fuck with you dog i'm not too big on emotion but i'll give you the i remember watching scrubs whenever dr cox gave his fist pump to his wife whenever yeah. they had a baby so some people express emotion like as simple as that you know what i'm saying now that is a big thing he he respected about the end development, of that arc. and then he tr- ended up raising his tr- trunks. Exactly like, to everybody who's like, "Oh, he wasn't there for his birth and everything." You gotta understand, Vegeta's a Saiyan. Oh, like, so Goku was around through Goten's birth. Exa- is what you're saying? <laughs> exactly. Like at least Vegeta was there for his adolescence and made sure Trunks was good and like mm-hmm. hung out with him. Like literally, and like you see in Super, he goes on family vacations. Yep. He, he take, and even when Trunks comes back the second time, tucking his tail through, we see Vegeta's character growth has grown so much. It went from hating to being. Like, like no, I'm a train with you. I'm a teach you, and I'm oh, gonna he make beat his you. Ass. I'm gonna make you a better fighter. But that's tough love, and that's that's a good dad. I'm watching this right, and this is me. Like I said, with the stern black mom. So Vegeta, it, it, Vegeta sees Trunks come down. You a bitch ass nigga, bro. But like, it's a different type of bitch ass nigga than the first time. The first time, yeah. exactly. Like so, he's seen him the first time, and he's sitting there like. What? This is my son? It's the shock of finding a son. You but still a fucked up individual. Like, I know you my son. Like, I'm going to take care of it. You see him send him off and it's a whole different respect, right? So you see he got that respect. And like you said, he actually raised his son. Yeah. And I have to throw this point in there to why Vegeta's a good dad because maybe he's not the most coddling dad, but his son Trunks is just Respects a kid. Him. Yeah. And he's just a kid and he realizes that he's just a kid. The kid's like, I want to go on a fucking field trip, nigga. We got to go to the theme park. So Vegeta's sitting there like, look, bitch. The old you was a bitch made nigga. I'm in your life as a father. Like, I'm a father in your life. I'm not going to let you grow up and be a bitch made nigga. We could go to the amusement park, but you're not about to just get that. I'm not about to just bring you to the amusement park. That's not me. I wasn't raised like that. That's how my mom was. My mom like, I wasn't raised to just get everything handled to you. I'm a a work type nigga. So, like, my mom always told me, like, if I want some shit, I got to earn it. So, I'm doing dishes for the lowest of allowance. I'm getting good grades for the lowest of, of privileges. So, him being like... All you got to do is train with me and hit me. Nigga, you're not as strong as me. Just hit me. Land one blow on me. I'll take you to that fucking amusement park. He hit him. And not only did he honor his promise, but he he gave his son what he wanted. He, he realized my yeah. son's a kid. This All he wants to do is go to the, the thing. So that's just automatically from the beginning. Of Better Super. than anything Goku did for us. I don't care about hyperbolic time Goku chamber never, training. He trained Gohan because he had to. <laughs> yeah. And then guess what? Every single other time afterwards, he trained by himself episode one of super like we just talked about episode two of super right with vegeta raising his son spending quality goddamn time with his son guess what happens episode one of dragon ball super goku leaves goku's goddamn doing his fucking chores on the fucking the tractor right his son his eight or nine year old son pulls up is like dad look i brought you lunch my mom made you lunch to eat on your break from doing this work and he was like okay uh i'm gonna eat this shit so he sits down pigs out right Goten, he's like, hey, Goten, I hate to ask you this. His nine-year-old son, he's like, you want to man this tractor for me real quick? <laughs> this nigga lets the fucking... Goten is literally riding around in the field on the tractor while his dad overly pigs out on his food, right? I just left the tractor there, nigga. Like, I've just been like, all right, thank you for bringing me this food. i to do my work. Hey, please. son, you want to eat some of this food with me? Like, he literally let this nigga fall off. Okay, granted, he did enter the transmission, grabbed him from before he hit the ground, but you so negligent of a father, you let your nine-year-old son work a tractor and fall off of a cliff. I get it. You're Goku. You understand he's a sane kid. He wouldn't die from that. But, not only did you do that, but the same episode, you're like telling Goten how, man, I can't wait to get rid of y'all niggas and go train. Like, yeah. I hate this. I know I get to see you. Thank you for bringing me this lunch. It's good to see you, son. Yeah, I, I missed your first seven years. I understand we've. this is just month three of me knowing you. Facts. But uh, 
try to ask your mom if I can shoot out again. I really don't fuck with you like that. <laughs> oh, shit, can I come, Dad? No. No. <laughs> Chi-Chi would kill me, nigga. And that's the thing, bro. Bulma's a strong woman. Chi-Chi's a strong woman. Goku literally let Chi-Chi hold him children. And Bulma, instead of, like, Chi-Chi bullies Just Goku. accepts it. Like, yeah, Chi-Chi, like, bu- bullies Goku into being like, let me raise the kids. And but it's Vegeta... Like, and it's like, it's like she's trying to bully him into being a good man, but, like, she can't do anything, so she just accepts the bullshit, and she's like, she wants Goku more in their life, but she yep. can't do anything about that. Yep. Like, so what she does do, the the what she can control, she controls those kids. So yep. it's like, I'm just, you don't want to be in their life? Cool. But I'm not going to let them be like you. Exactly. And the thing about it is, Bulma turned even more and he's not as dumb granted but he's an even more savage of an individual yeah, he did. is he is someone who didn't care goku has cared about everyone since day one especially and his goku friends and family had, goku was raised it, it's the superman thing mm-hmm. goku was raised on earth he was raised to believe he was a human he didn't find out he was yep. a saiyan until years later so yep. he had raising of an actual humanity so he learned how to like care and stuff whereas vegeta had to mm-hmm. do that on the on the on the like he was a king of a planet of Literally. like fighter beings now see we, it we became talk, domesticated. <laughs> we done talked about Super, how Goku starts off the episode one as a bad dad trying to ditch his kids. You can do after, it in the Z. After already ditching your kids, Buku times, because this is my shit, right? The Z, the Cell shit you said is fuck, like, the Sensu Bean shit. Give you it. give Cell a Sensu Bean right before he fights your son. You're like, son, I believe in you. Go fight that nigga. <laughs> I want to give, give you this a nigga fight. a Sensu Bean <laughs> just to make sure it's a good fight, Kyle. I love fights so much that I want you to love fights. And Even though from day one, Gohan never wanted to be a fighter. He wanted to be a scholar. And just let him save the world, nigga. Why you got to give Cell a Sensu Bean? And you so into making your son the most strongest and you don't know you 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 don't you you assume he can get to this superpower but you're not 100% sure because that's what you want exactly. that's like that's like the dad who is this is a detriment to Goku's character as a father he's like a sports dad he's like a sports dad you gonna play basketball man I just really wanna play with Yu-Gi-Oh cards fuck that gay ass shit <laughs> you gonna play this shit and it's like oh oh calm down dad that's the toxicity yeah. level that Goku's at like fight son fight you know what I'm saying and the thing is Goku had the pot he always made the excuse like oh Gohan's the only one that could have beat him nigga you lying you could have went super saiyan 2 and beat cell easily literally bro and this is just ex- and then you just died this is examples you just died so you could go train with PyCon and king kai yep. some more like and what this is this is people's argument the people's argument is oh so goku wasn't in goten's life for the beginning because he was dead oh goku wasn't in the beginning he of chose gohan's life because he was dead he chose exactly. to stay dead in both in both scenarios he did die both times but in both scenarios he's never like see me if i'm dead and i had this ordeal to where i'm trying to get back human if the second i become back human i'm not like oh i miss my kids and my friends i just want to be like let's just train some more it and just shows you how much you, you give a fuck about that you could like even if you stay in dead and you want to train you can still try to communicate with your kids, and he had the ability to communicate with them at any point in time. All he had to do was all he had to do was touch King Kai and talk to him. He ain't do none of that. He was more worried about fighting. Then niggas were like, "Hey, this is Goten, your seven or eight year old son." He was cool. like, "Oh." Hey, son. You look like me. It's like whenever whenever you get introduced to a dog for the first time, it's like, oh, hey, cute little dog. You're so cute. Love you, little dog. All right, let's go fight. And then you anybody wants to say uh, Goku's a good dad, what, what's your argument about Piccolo raising Gohan? Oh, and bruh, this go- Piccolo raised Gohan. Goku hasn't you. been a bad dad as of recently. I remember seeing, I don't know if you saw this scene, but I saw it like somebody defended me on Twitter. I, I didn't even remember this shit, bro. But somebody sent me this clip of Goku doing horrible shit with his kids, right? This nigga is literally at the zoo with baby Gohan, Dragon Ball on his hat, Gohan, and Chi-Chi. You feel me? He's chilling with Gohan in the stroller. He's like, oh, man. And they're, they're looking at the monkeys. And fucking Chi-Chi's like, look at this 
family of monkeys. It's like a mother monkey, a dad monkey, and a son monkey. The dad monkey's holding the monkey. Like, mm-hmm. love my fucking kid. Goku holding Gohan's stroller. Just stop. Let's go of it. And it's like, damn, that's cute. This nigga start rolling. You know what I'm saying? Instantly, Chi Chi looks, nigga, get the kid. He's like, oh shit, my bad. <laughs> Who fucking does that to their newborn kid? This and nigga's it, like three. And it should say something that Gohan chooses. He doesn't choose to wear his father's gi because he doesn't. He never cho- He never like relates to his father until in boo until the boo saga when he's an adult. This and nigga I even, selling I Piccolo's gi. Yeah, and I I, did, I don't even agree with him taking Goku's gi when he's Mystic Gohan because it would have been so much doper if he took Piccolo's again because he looked badass. He takes Piccolo's gi because Piccolo mm-hmm. is his father for his teenage years. Maybe Goku. Goku's more in his life when he's adult Gohan, but I don't even see that because Goku is still dead. Another clip. Adult Gohan. An iconic clip is whenever uh, uh, Elder uh, Elder Kai, they needed a favor from him. I forget exactly what it was. But oh, Vegeta, to pull out the sword? That shit? Maybe. Oh, is this in Z or Super? Z. Okay. It was when, like, remember whenever Vegeta had asked Goku about, um, no, something. It was like something he offered Bulma up. Like he offered literally oh, yeah. his wife up to Elder Kai in mm-hmm. place of his own wife. He's like, my wife's not as cute as your wife. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He did the same shit to Gohan. Gohan was like, bro, I got, I got shit to do. I yada yada. Goku was like, you think you could get Videl to like sacrifice herself on some shit? <laughs> Gohan's like, nigga, what? No. Why are you even asking me that? Like, Gohan's blushing. Like, why would you even ask me about Videl right now? And he's sitting there like, look, it's just a bitch. Like, just give the bitch up. I know you love the bitch, but that's some sucker shit. And that's anyway. why when she was getting her ass, we, Goku was like, calm down, son. Don't get mad. Yeah. Don't fight when he Bruh, when he knows that would have been all of his friends. This Majin nigga is ruthlessly fight. whooping her ass. Ruthlessly stomping this bitch out. Goku's like, hey, hey, hold up, chill out. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take care of this later. Like, don't blow the cover. Like, nigga, wait, what? So you telling me if this was when Frieza took Krillin up in there and exploded him, and your ass went all monkey? You yes. telling me they, like you telling me you wouldn't have did that for Krillin? You you watching this Krillin? Well, like, he cares more about Krillin than he does his family. Oh, he definitely cares more about Krillin. He spent way more time with Krillin than he spent with Gohan or Goten, and that's his best friend. Yeah, but still, nigga, usually, like I was about to say, as real life adults, right? Some niggas when. Most niggas, right? They got some ain't shit niggas out here, but that's not the best pictures for a, a, a good dad. But most good dads out here, I don't know if you you know friends in high school that got girls yeah. pregnant. They usually slow down. Usually the dumbest, the dumbest of niggas. That's the only one the that's most still childish, yeah, head they're still first. Doing things. They're 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 the Goku likes that keep going on <laughs> doing their thing. What I'm saying is even like before they have like the wildest kids. Like, oh yeah, tame. You see them tame. Ha- you see them have a quick 360. The dumbest yep. motherfuckers, the craziest. They all be like, hey, I got a little one now. They change my street, life. Street niggas that like yes that got that thing on street niggas like, still keep that thing on them but it's now they told it for a reason yeah it's not like they they not dealing drugs when they not doing nothing exactly. they take care of their kids like one hundred percent and Goku did not mature at all with Chi-Chi either one of his kids. begged him to get a job to take care of his kids. This nigga, nigga literally... Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do no manual, couldn't do no job. And bruh, Goten, and this is just more along, this is more showing uh, the fact that Dragon Ball Supers are shown and we're never going to see any character development ever again. But... Trunks and Goten are still kids at the beginning of Super. Facts. So you can only assume that it hadn't been that much time since the Boo Saga. Yeah, this is like directly after. People were saying, okay, Goku died before, and that's why he couldn't chill with his kids. Oh, but but he but he trained he, instead of going back to meet his kids. Oh, okay, but he was training to save the world from the next big threat. Nigga, Boo was the last that's big th- threat. Yeah. Nobody knew about Beerus. Nobody knew Frieza was coming back. Goku was literally first episode of Super trying to ditch his kids and, and then, his family to go train. And then for no the, reason. The the arc that we love, Goku puts his whole family in threat 
and in harm's way just to have a tournament. I don't think Vegeta was going to Zeno-sama asking for that tournament of power. Goku mm-hmm. did. I, I said this on Twitter, bro. Goku was itching for that, that tournament. And as soon as the tournament got official, and they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, that tournament you've been begging for for the past fucking year. It'll delete your universe. Yeah, if, if you if you lose, you might fucking get your whole universe erased. He's like, back. ooh, exciting. Yeah, that, mean, that means your kids, your mom, your family. Oh, not your mom, your kids, your, your family, your wife. You know what I'm saying? He's sitting there like, so what you're saying is I still get to fight these strong niggas. And then Vegeta's like, wait, what? <laughs> Vegeta's <laughs> like, oh, shit, Kakarot. Look what you got us into. You made me care about this shit on Earth, and now you about to take it away from me? I hate you, Kakarot. And I, <laughs> I get it, bro, because like, a lot of people would like to say Bulma made Vegeta stay stay back for Bulma, uh, Bulla to be born. But at the same time, she he did. He wanted to see his daughter Exactly. He Didn't he name her? Didn't his, didn't, wasn't Bulma like, we gonna name her this? And he was like, nah, we gonna name her some gangster shit, nigga, she a saying. He's more invested in this kid than he is in Trunks. Trunks, yeah, because he, that's more his daughter. Invested, yeah, and he's like more invested in Trunks now. Like, you can't hold Vegeta, the guy who literally just got back from Frieza, who the only reason why he's on y'all team is because on some, if you can't beat him, join him shit. Yeah. This nigga literally... Season one of Dragon Ball Z was trying to blow the planet up. They whooped his ass. He shot out, went to uh, went to Planet Namek. The only reason why he was an anti-hero on and, and on Earth was because he got wished back. Yep, but the, the only reason why he was on Namek wasn't to be an ally to them. Yeah, no, he was trying to get to the Dragon, Dragon Ball before Frieza. Yeah, he wanted to be immortal, so and he could come reason, back and fuck Goku over. Exactly, and the only reason why he teamed up with him because it's like he said, "Can't be uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend." And the only reason why he landed up on Earth was because they revived him. Yeah, and because he was like, "Shit, I'm already with these niggas. I can't beat them." And he was grumpy Vegeta. Yeah, he, he didn't turn into good Vegeta until he until and this is when this is the most character development. In the Boo Saga, when he yep. explodes himself, he hugs his son, yep. he throws him away, and he's like, no, get away. And see, that's when he first finally was becomes, like, yeah, he, he gets good. that Majin, he's like, I gotta kill Goku, this is my only chance. He still, he was holding on to that little bit of toxic Vegeta he had left. And after that, it was over with. And that's the Boo arc. In the Cell arc, he shows that he has he's emotionally attached to his son by saluting him, showing him that respect. He's still shitbag Vegeta at this point in time. Yeah, because he hasn't hit the Majin Buu arc you gotta when think he's good he, Vegeta. He's still ego Vegeta, ego driven. That's gonna let when he could have beat uh, version two Cell easily, but let yep. him get, let his pride take over. Like post Cell arc, pre Super. Uh, not pre-super, pre-Majin. pre-Majin would have never, ever taken that nigga Trunks to the fucking amusement Fair park. Fu- Even if he got a lick on him, he's like, nigga, that's what you're supposed to be able to do, bitch. Yeah, you get the fuck out of here. But Go train at 500 Gs. You really see the character development. You really see him turn from being not only a bad father, but a, a bad person, to so, being a decent father, to and still being a bad person, to being a good father. father into being a decent human being. Exactly. So you don't see Goku same. be shit she, beside... Yeah, the, literally, same, the same way throughout the whole series. Term of power, he's like, ah, shit. Shit, we got Piccolo, Tien, uh, Krillin. I don't know who else we could get to fight. I guess we Vegeta's could use sitting Gohan. there like, you want to get Gohan? Why? He's like a scholar. Like this nigga literally was mad. <laughs> yeah, fuck that nigga Gohan. Yeah, like and what? Speak- Gohan for what? And like, speaking Goten, of, why? And, and speaking of that, speaking of fuck that nigga Gohan. Let's and that's not what's said on the Funimation leaks. Let's get into the Funimation. Oh my leaks. god. All oh right. my god. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna say my opinion. You say your opinion. Then we discuss. Okay. Off rip, does this affect me as a human being? How do I feel about this in my personal life as I am as a human? It doesn't affect me personally. Like when I heard it, I didn't feel no type of way. Like like I'm offended. Mm-hmm. I did think some things were gross. Like they had incest jokes, pe- pedophilia jokes. I was like... Is this necessary? Mm-hmm. But I acknowledge the homophobic jokes. It just didn't affect me because I'm not 
homosexual. Mm-hmm. Now, let's look at this as a... It's a TV show of actors for a brand of... For kids and everything and all this. And they're doing this on their job at Funimation. I feel like there's no way around it. This shit is wrong. Mm-hmm. Because of how we do... Uh, in, because of how our culture is today... James Gunn got fired by Disney for making pedophilia jokes. Those jokes were nowhere near as bad as these jokes, but people say it's still pedophile jokes, which is true. Roseanne, she got fired. We're seeing people get fired for their comments, and if that is the case, and Funimation has the supposed strict policy of worker conduct and human resources, you have no choice but to address it. And that's just how I feel. Like, if you have this code of conduct and policy... You can't let them say what they said. And now looking at it like this, what they said was fucked up, in my opinion. Like, yes, and I and I and I saw Geekdom and a lot of other people say, oh, it, it looks like they're just horny. No, it doesn't just look like they're just horny. They talked about butt fucking a kid. They talked one of them talked about fucking her son. One of them called their son a homosexual, but the negative F word to it and said it multiple times. Like that's just not horny. That's a lot of things. And I felt like a lot of people in the community won't say this, but Funimation's they're not wrong, but they need to do something. Yeah. I know we love these actors, but they have to do something. And people in the community who have the command of the people didn't say anything because they were scared of their sponsorships. You can't be scared of your sponsorship. You gotta call a spade a spade. I just feel like Funimation has to do something because these actors are wrong. Yep. Uh, I, the way I feel about it, like how you said, initially, I it didn't affect me directly. Yeah. But where I'm going to get at a little bit later is I feel like it can. It has potential to. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, like touching on what you just touched on, um, I think uh, it's wrong. And I fucks with Geekdom. Like Geekdom is one of my favorite YouTubers. You know I'm heavy to the yeah, YouTube no anime community. And especially we still fuck with Geekdom. We still fuck with some of the people who... I still and, fuck and, with them. I hate And, that, and that's the, the only reason why I said Geekdom is because that's the one Twitter I remember. And I really expected him to say something. I should he, be saying fuck Geekdom right now. Because he said some fucked up shit the other day to my son Otaku God. Oh, My really? son Otaku God said some shit about Gohan and Goku. And he was like, see, this is your fucking idiot. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> let's have, let's have a... beef? Let's have a chill debate. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? But, about, I was about to say, I don't have any prob- like. Just because we're saying this, like, the dude still makes good yeah, content. Yeah, I, I fucks with Geekdom, like, you gotta, bro. Like, I, it, it, it. I just call a spade a spade. And if I do some fuck shit, I expect people to call me out on my fuck shit. And see, uh, we're in a... This has a lot... This is very... It's, it's kind of sidetracking, but it's, like, very relevant. Like, cancel culture, they're too quick to cancel motherfuckers. And, like, I don't want to cancel him for any time he says some shit like this. Yeah, no, I don't think... I don't think Geekdom should be canceled Exactly. At all. Like, th- th- like, this that's is That's just his opinion. But the conversation is... Important to have. Needing to be... Especially right now with these guys. These guys... And due to the situation situation that it's around with the with the Vic situation not exactly that, I was about to address that not too. saying that this ju- like oh like Vic no Vic is has his own issues mm-hmm. and we didn't talk about Vic a lot because me and Chris have both felt that oh Vic's guilty like he he's he's, he's been accused of sexual assault been accused of this and that like that dude's like this this is my I'm, thing. I'm not defending that dude I don't know if there's any Okay, I, I gotta alleged, I gotta take alleged it there. to all of this. I, I gotta take it there because right? I don't want him to come come at us. Yeah, I, I, I just gotta take it there for the culture because I gotta get all my perspectives of it. Cause I do have several different perspectives. Cause like you said, in one breath, it doesn't involve me directly, so I kind of am letting it slide. Because as far as like, I'm still gonna watch Super if they don't get fired because it, it's not a drawing line for me. But at the same time, we host this podcast, so we got exactly like I still fuck with Roni Kenshin. 
I don't fuck with the author because he's a, a known pedophile, if I'm not mistaken. For real? Uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. It may be Toriko I'm thinking of. I'm going to look that up because I didn't know that. Either Toriko or Rorona Kenshin. Kenshin. Some of them... Damn, that's going to fuck me up because I really like Rorona Kenshin. Some of them got canceled. But the thing is, R. Kelly is a scumbag piece of shit. But I found myself humming the key to ignition today. My, 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 my co-worker, the girl, a girl that I work with, she sent me a video on YouTube mm-hmm. of a cat um, a cat jumping down some steps is like bump, and you bump, heard, but bump. see you're not gonna go out your way to listen to it I think that's different exactly. but no what I'm saying is after I saw that the song was just stuck in my head the rest of the day I'm humming it doo, doo, yeah. beep. I love the song I love the Michael Jackson song um, that R. Kelly wrote uh, I forget what it's called but it's I, a yeah, fucked up I, song I told you about that shit it yeah. has fucked up shit behind it that's one of my favorite songs it hurts me to know that that's what that song is about but at the same time I don't fuck with the nigga. Yeah. I hope the nigga rots in jail. Yeah, I hope same. he rots in hell. I hope they do damage him, to that put nigga. Put him under the jailhouse. Yeah, like, it's, it's a funny joke to me. Uh, when I when you joke about him, like, I, I grew up on the boondocks. See, I grew up on Dave Chappelle P on you. There's a difference between a joke and being serious. And exactly. It's like, and it's like, for example, that's why I think there's different tiers to this. Krillin, the voice of Krillin, I don't think he should get in trouble. He didn't do anything that was like, he didn't make any homophobic jokes. He just made like, he didn't make anything. I don't think, I don't think Krillin said anything I think you just said the word the B. I think you just said bitch. I I, I watched somebody. I don't know who it was. Uh, it was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It was somebody being deep or whatever, trying to be fake woke or just woke. Yeah. <laughs> Let me not shit on them. But um, they were talking about Dave Chappelle, how people were quick to try to cancel him, and how we're living in a generation where cancel culture has been around for a little while, and we've seen it have its effect in real life. Like with with homeboy who was on House of Cards. Uh, what's his name? Fucking. And not to interrupt you, let me just say this before you finish your point. There. There's a difference between comedians and this. Comedians, their job is to take uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. and make them funny. This is not these people's job to do this. Exactly. But they just did. Exactly. Like, Dave Chappelle should not get canceled for telling jokes. Exactly. That's his job. He's not doing this in a spiteful way. The shit that we're going to talk about with Sean Simmel said, oh, yeah. that, that's spiteful. We're going to get there. Like, so, but just just continue your point about what you were saying about Dave oh, and cancel culture. Well, well like, Dave, they had, just, they had said that Okay, Dave clearly made a stand-up comedy addressing cancel culture. Yeah. As soon as it started, he was like, that's you, like making a joke about mm-hmm. people who try to cancel. Then went from that to his most controversial uh, stand-up in a long time because he knew the buttons to press and he pressed all of them purposely. And it was he, almost satire. And the way he did it, he tied it all together at the end, making fun of his family and making a statement on how mm-hmm. if we progress this way. It's all a, it's all a statement. It is satire and it's all a mm-hmm. statement on our culture. What these people are doing is no statement but on our culture. See, this is this is why I tried to uh this is why I tried to I was trying to tie it in. Yeah. Because whatever he said, whatever the person I think it was a girl on Twitter, but she was like, we're teaching our kids to every time something happens or something gets pulled up to the front that it means it makes apologies basically mean nothing people have came out and apologized for certain things that they've said and people are like bitch you still cancel we don't hear that shit which is certain people's prerogative but at the same time some people got caught doing some fucked up shit making a bad decision i've done some fucked up shit in my past made bad decisions everybody has their own shit it's where you go from there either you're just a scumbag human being r kelly Knew he was in scumbag shit long time ago, and there's right? There's different levels, yeah. And he he was un- in court, beating the court cases, still doing the same shit. He didn't learn from that. He wasn't sorry. So when you see him come out and try to do these fake sorrows or these fake I'm innocent, it just shows how deep, deep yeah. psycho he is. And there's Certain different people, levels of what you're talking about too, because I agree with you in the sense of I I, I attribute this to Charlemagne. Charlemagne always said, if we don't let Malcolm Little change, we don't get Malcolm X. Exactly. And I agree with making people change, but there's a difference from beat making a mistake or doing some fuck shit and just you learn from mm-hmm. it to instead 
oh, you're, you're doing like some soup, like exactly. There's a, there's a there's levels to like, it. That's the best way I can say because like there like R. Kelly. Even the first time he did, you can't forgive him because he pissed on a little girl and he knew what he was doing. Exactly. He recorded it. Like there's in Bill Cosby, if you're drugging these women, you know what you're doing, and yep. that's fuck shit. You can't you, explain that. You but go like, into court and you're like trying to fight it and shit, and it's like you know you but just like need with to sit Aziz, down. Aziz just hitting on a girl and like not understanding the situation. And they tried to cancel my son. That's the, and I don't think that's right. I and think, he came back and, from it. And though. he learned from his mistake mm-hmm. and said he was there. See that that's different, mm-hmm. but. With with Cosby and Kelly, that's a whole different situation. Like you got to put them under the jailhouse. Exactly. Now, see, uh, this is the last one I'm gonna bring up before we get back into the. Yeah. Uh, the, the but exact I think shit. this is all context and it all it pertains is. to each other. But with the Chris Brown situation, right? I still hate Chris Brown to this day, and I understand because that because you beat a bitch up, and not only did you beat a bitch up, you beat up the bitch that everybody loves, and not only did you do that. You came back from it. You were like, I'm sorry, man. But not I'm even- really sorry. And then Rihanna gave you a second chance. She hopped on your birthday. Or you hopped on her birthday remix. Y'all did work together after that. Not too long after that, bro. You are being a verbal abuser, a super a- aggressive person still to Karuchi. Yeah, still doing toxic shit. Like, you're not really that sorry. You didn't change. You're I'm, still a fucked up nigga. That yo, apology meant absolutely nothing. That's interesting because I never thought about Chris Brown. Like, I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. that's making me look at Chris Brown different and now. I hate that about him because you went from doing some fucked up shit to getting canceled back before cancel culture was even a thing to apologizing for it to be for being forgiven to going back to doing scummy shit yeah. and you still the goat nobody says shit and then and then like the scummy shit she do is like oh that's just Bruce Brown cause he made this I'm and a I, gangster part. I hate that bro this nigga is literally in fucking public tooting powder on fucking camera and everybody still like we love Chris Brown <laughs> just like the R. Kelly bitches that's outside of the court like that was oh, in the boondocks like them bitches who outside the courthouse saying R. Kelly oh he's legal and like them little girls fast like yeah, oh, bro. if that was your daughter you you would not be saying that girl is fast. The like, Boondocks made fam. satire of it, but the fact that that's real life that's is real. fucked up. No, that's fucked and up. And it's deep. So I don't want to take that attitude into this situation. Yeah. Now, not, and this is making me look at certain other situations in this situation in a different light. Yeah. But I, I want to start with the Vic situation, right? Because mm-hmm. I never really was too we, big into that. And we never talked about it. We really. never talked about it. Because I felt, I felt like that situation, like I said before, I felt like we agreed on that situation. Mm-hmm. It was like, that situation's not as gray. I feel like when it comes to anime talk, our purpose is to talk about anime, the culture, and the manga. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily to talk about political topics, but we But it's can, all about to tie in, too. It, we can, due to the fact that this is a gray situation mm-hmm. that like affects our everyday anime watching. Exactly. And we'll get to that at the and, end. And definitely we gotta get to that, because that's gonna tie it all together for, yeah, the, for, for sure. the anime talk. But at, at the same time, with the Vic situation, right... Um, I looked at it and I was I distanced myself from the situation first and foremost because there was a lot of allegations there wasn't a lot of paperwork aside from him getting fired and him yeah. getting shunned from a lot of things right so there's that I'm one of those people to where like not quick to judge and there's I'm nothing wrong those, with that I'm one of those you know they're innocent until proven guilty kind yeah. of people but I'm always one of the people to silently stand with the victim because yeah, they got that courage victim, you're not gonna victim shame you're just not gonna exactly. make your, pu- your opinion public you can just wait to see how it falls exactly. out I'm not one of those people to be like fuck Vic Manana or fuck uh, Monica uh, yeah, yeah fuck her I'm not the type to jump on a side because as at the time there are allegations and like I said no court documents filed no lawsuits no none of that right there's just allegations and there's people reacting to the allegations now there's court, court documents now there's court documents yeah well at the time I'm looking so, at it so. I'm looking at it like I always stand with the woman so I'm like okay Monica I hear your voice you have been heard let's see where this goes from here because I'm not in the courtroom I don't know all the facts I wasn't there with y'all uh, apparently 
the niggas who fired Vic Manana worked for the same company. So apparently they saw these niggas, right? They saw them every day. So they know more about the situation. So for the allegation to come from Monica, they trust her. They know her. They had to do what they had to do. So seeing how they reacted to that, I'm standing with her still because they're on his side and they're on her side. I mean, and they would know she would know and they would know. So I'm so far not speaking on it like we've been very quiet about it i'm yeah, not speaking on it but in my heart i'm sitting there like i stand with her you know what i'm yeah, saying i believe they, you they're in court right now like i gotta believe you because i know that for every stupid bitch who is super loud and says a nigga raped them or something and is lying they always that always comes to the light for the most part they get exposed and it's fucked them forever i, I feel like they should be punished honestly but there's a million other women who don't come out. And for these women to come out, I have to trust Support, them. Yeah, and That's like, not a fucking easy thing you could do. You have to be a psychopath to be lying or it really have happened to you, a brave individual to speak on it because most girls will not speak on that type of shit. So for this to happen, I'm standing with her. But at the same time, I'm not going to shit on Vic because what if she is lying? I don't know her or trust her like that. I just know her as Bulma. And guess what? I love Bulma, but I don't know this woman, right? I've, I love Goku. I've never known Sean Schimmel until recent years, you know what I'm saying? Until my adulthood looking into the voice actors. So I always separate the two. And the main reason why I wasn't speaking on it because I'm not about to jump quick. Like, even if I did have a, a certain belief, I wouldn't jump on any side of it because it didn't matter. These niggas are trying to cancel some shit to where I don't want him to be in the same studio with her if that happened, right? Yeah. But until I know for sure that that happened, all you're telling me is that we're not getting Broly same voice i'm saying no, which is yeah. less detrimental to having the different goku but i'm looking at it like so what y'all saying is we're not getting uh the same broly next time broly's in the movie in the english dub you know what i'm saying yeah so that's the same way i initially reacted to this like oh shit y'all about to fire fucking sean chimmel so how the fuck y'all about to have a new that part of me is mad i'm like oh shit so y'all trying y'all trying to fire goku and get goku fired so we can get a new goku and i think this whole new situation stems from Vic's situation. Vic's it sitting does. there like, y'all gonna fuck with me? Y'all think I don't got dirt on y'all? Yeah, I think I think his people leak that to like help his case because they're like, there's a bunch of like, he filed a defamation case. They're filing something to to go against that defamation case on top of the the allegations. I think they're suing for that. Too. Like it's a it's a this whole a bunch of red events. tape. It's a whole bunch of red it, tape. It's right a now. big chain of events, and yeah. I gotta look at it like it is. I need to read more before we dive into the Vic situation. With the Vic sit, I didn't hear too much, so I can't dive into that. So yeah. that's why I always Same, gotta yeah, say that there's, there's so much I, information that I, we don't know. My main points are: I stand with the woman until she's proven. You know, and if they prove her right in court, I'm standing with her 100%. Same, it's fuck yeah, Vic. Same. But until then, I stand with her for now as far as I hear you. I, I believe you. Yeah. Because I don't think, I don't want to think people are lying until I have evidence. Like with the ex situation, I think the girls were lying because there's evidence to back that up. Like there's court cases that he's legit an innocent man. He died an innocent man. I, I don't believe that shit. People will still try to call him an abuser and cancel him even though he's dead. He's canceled from life you know what i'm saying like yeah. you can't cancel someone who can't do shit anymore like you saying oh x is canceled don't scream his music it's basically saying you don't want that money to go to his family his family didn't do, do shit. shit yeah you know what i'm saying like but that's that's not great no, but I, I agree with you like we stand with mon corral until until something's proven I'm otherwise not shitting on, i'm not shitting on vic until something's proven otherwise but with this situation we got audio. Yeah. And it's very, it's very, very and hard. And there's different levels of this audio. Like, for there example. There is different levels of this audio. Like I said, Krillin. I don't think Krillin said anything too detrimental. Uh, Mono, I forget what he even said. He I said like, something about a bitch. Yeah, I feel like he just said Feminist bitch. going to chew that nigga yeah, up and like spit just, him out. I feel I, like, I feel like he just said bitch. And that, whatever. The feminist chewing him up and spitting him out is enough punishment for him. Uh, Monica Ryle said, was saying like dick and like hard on. That's nothing. Like, she, like they're she's even a level above Krillin. Like, oh, that's just... 
whatever. Like I like don't don't even punish her. Like that's whatever. Like I don't even get that mm-hmm. bullshit. But then we get to Chichi, Chris Sabbath, the voice of Kami, mm-hmm. Popo Yamcha, yep. and Goku. And, Goku's at the bottom tier. And it is, right? It is a line between those that was crossed. Yeah. Right? But at the same oh, and, time... And you consider Hercule a part of that line? No. Her- Hercule... You, you, you consider Hercule Hercule was talking about his huge cock and <laughs> yeah. shit. It was hilarious. But... <laughs> he didn't talk about nobody else. But that's that's teetering the line. That's close. But I do, will say this before I say my other point. But they're all guilty by association, nigga. Facts. That, first of all, this is why it's wrong 100%. And this is the first point. all in point. there letting them say this. Y'all are recording this. And not only that... That's the that's the main thing. But not only that, but this is y'all's job to not do. This is not y'all's job to do. Yeah. Y'all are in studio, on studio equipment, doing professional shit on the same fucking mic that y'all did the Gohan screams on, the yep. Goku screams on. The same mic, same studio, same on the clock. I know when I'm on the clock, right, at my job, I do bullshit on the side. So I feel like, you know... Um, but you're not recording the bullshit you're doing. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. People shouldn't be punished for the bullshit they do on the job. And even with the other, everybody wants to say all the shit, whatever context it's in, they were bullshitting on the job. But the difference between bullshitting on the job and bullshitting with company property is that when you bullshit on company property, the company is now responsible. Yeah. And, and whatever happens, they have to react accordingly. And I saw Geek them say this. This will get into the more of us breaking down what they said. And I, not to just use Geek them, he just said this because I, this is the only example that I can use. Mm-hmm. Let me use like this Disney. Apparently, there's a hidden tape of Robin Williams doing something similar to this, telling, but even though Robin Williams is a comedian, to me, that's still a little different, but I, I, little I, I it's a little different because he's a comedian, but that's not his job at the time not to tell jokes. So, mm-hmm. you, so you're right about that point. But that's not why we paying you. Yeah, exactly. So there's this tape of Disney after doing Genie telling dirty jokes, telling all kinds of stuff. Disney knew Disney found that tape and won't let that tape see the light of day. They locked that tape mm-hmm. up and people only know about it from rumor. They still deny it. So if that tape's not out, what can you can't do nothing to Robert Williams at the time? That's true. So, and like, and Disney covered their ass. They did. But this is the thing. Funimation, y'all didn't cover your ass. They did not. No. And, and y'all now, know y'all in lawsuits. Y'all know y'all in legal trouble with people for this. And you know that dude probably probably got friends in that building. So, you should know, yo, I need to cover my ass. And he's sitting there like, y'all, y'all fired me over an allegation when I got real dirt on y'all. Now, this is my thing, right? You did, and I don't know to this date. We're recording this on Monday night. Yeah. I don't know if anything has come out. Nothing nothing yet has happened. So I don't so Sean Shamwell, Chris Abbott, no one has spoken on it. I don't think so. Let me check real quick why. But continue and, saying your point. I'll, I'll look up this. Unless I hear people speak on it as far as uh, an official statement on behalf of Funimation, an official statement on behalf of Sean Shamwell, Chris Sabbath, or any of the people involved in their teams, unless until I hear a full statement. All I got to go off of is the audio clips and that you did that on on company property. Imagine us being in the 80s, right? Imagine you being a director in the 80s, right? Or even an audio director in the 80s and you're recording some shit that's supposed to be for a movie. You're not using a digital, I could delete this, I could re-upload it type shit. You're working on cassette tapes. So the more you bullshit, the more money is going down the drain, right? If I'm a company... And I find any of my fucking actors using company equipment, company... To, to do homophobic things. Not yeah. even just homophobic things, to do extracurricular <laughs> shit. Yeah. If I find out you didn't get permission to make your mixtape in the fucking Funimation studio and you did your mixtape in the Funimation studio, I'm going to be like, why are you wasting company money? Because, of course, everything is digital these days. But back in the day, they would have fired you for that because yeah. you were using actual tape, actual shit that had to be... That wasn't like a memory card back then. That was actually you had to put shit on wax. You using wax, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you're right. So these niggas are using company property. Uh, of course, it was just bullshit to have fun. But 
you did that shit. Like, that's like me going into my job. That's like me saying I work at McDonald's and, you know, I'm not really fucking nothing up. I'm not really wasting no money. But, you know what I'm saying? I'm like on the company computer just in the back on my MySpace and shit. I'm tweeting fucking reckless shit. Nothing has happened, but people keep putting out like Complex just got the story. Like, it's catching steam. And see, this is my big thing. And that's another fuck thing. You You shouldn't let something snowball into effect before a company makes a comment. Like, I'm upset that Funimation, Sean Schimmel, none of these, like, Sean Schimmel especially, you're the voice of Goku, you're the voice mm-hmm. of a bunch of kids look up to gay and straight. You should have made a comment about what you said. And when you said gay and straight, right, this is, brings me into my next topic because, whoo, we can start getting into these guys. We can guys start getting into what they said, yeah. With what they said. So, Let's Sean start with Schimmel, because uh, he's one of the worst ones. We can yeah, start with him. He's probably the, what? Well, I don't he, want to say the words, but he the, has to be because like he has the most fire under his ass. Yeah, right now. He, you said the f word, nigga. You he got is, he is the worst in the sense of the others. You could say it's, it's a bad joke, but him. it's a bad joke in poor, 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 poor yep. take. Like I'm not making pedophile and incest jokes. I'm it, sorry, I'm just not. It's unlikely for him to shake back from this one. Yeah, and the thing right? is, he only voiced Goku, so like I, I don't know what else he's about to do. We could get into the Dende shit in a second, but I, 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 I definitely like. Uh, I heard people trying to defend the Dende shit. Like, well, he's a Namekian. You don't know how technically old Come he is. On, I'm like, what do you mean? It's an alien child. It's still a child. It's like, whoa, child on, ne- on Nemec could be 100 years old. What is the Shut age of consent in America? See, versus, I'm like, son. And see, that's that bullshit that Dragon Ball fans don't want to don't want to acknowledge what the fuck's going on. Exactly. Like, just acknowledge that your people did something wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, exactly. You just got to acknowledge it and hope that they... If they if y'all don't want to acknowledge it and hide it, it shows, oh, you're not gonna grow from it. So what if it happens again? Like exactly. what's to stop it from not happening again? Now see with me, right? I'm in firm belief that the right public statement from and I'm I'm hundred percent sure that's why everybody's being quiet right now. But the right public statement can clear this up for most. And I think they have to make sure what they say, because they like we said, this ties into the Vic stuff, the lawsuits, the way they handled it is ammunition for Vic in court. Yep. And also speaking on cancel culture, right? I feel like in this day and age, if Sean Schimmel came out and was like, look, man, there's no excuse for what we did. There, it was fif- like, we are sorry. It was 15 years ago. Exactly. And we not even just saying mis- that, but kind of put more context to it. Yeah. This is fif- I, like just sitting there being like, I am not homophobic. I've never been homophobic. Right. I, I made a, a poor taste joke in a time where poor taste jokes. That doesn't mean that I'm, I should be absolved from my sins exactly. just because it, it was the culture of the time to make jokes mm-hmm. like and that. 15 like, years ago, nobody take, was canceling. He needs niggas. to make sure that he doesn't make it seem like just because it was 15 years ago that this is why this happened. You need to take responsibility for your actions all throughout the he, board. He needs to do that first. First, he needs to be like, there's no excuse for what I did. We did that on company problem property we uh, accept any rep, uh, rep, re, uh, results or any consequences for our actions any consequences for our actions but at the same time uh, and I feel like if he wants to do a defense for himself which wouldn't be in his best interest yeah, he not could right now. be like it was a different time back then I'm not homophobic I did say the word it was a dumb word I didn't realize how dumb of a word it was back then because I wasn't as privy to the information that I, I am now yeah. 15 years ago I was 20 something you know what I'm saying? I heard that word a lot. I heard it in homosexual, uh, not homosexual, homophobic conversations. And I heard it also because I, I, we were talking kind of off air about how Louis C.K. used to say, man, I used to call kids that uh, throughout my childhood. I didn't know what gay was. I just called you that when you were being that because that's all I knew. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you being an F. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, the only thing that hurts him, Chris, uh, Chris Little, is 15 years ago, he was 45. <laughs> <laughs> but th- this is the thing, right? Even as a forty-five-year-old, bro, you grew up in the eighties. Oh no, no, he wasn't forty-five. He was, uh, he was thirty-five. But th- this is the thing. Growing up, I know my stepdad, right? Yeah, he's not, he's not wrong. And let me not even, let me not even put him out there like that. But uh, 
there's words that shouldn't be said that were commonly said oh, yeah. amongst regular people in the 80s, 90s. It was in the early 2000s. Let's like be 100% us. honest. 10 years ago, this shit wasn't coming up. If somebody was to like, I was just telling you again off air about how I heard a rapper talk about in his recent song saying the F word and Not how him. And we someone. T- and we talked about how uh, I was rewatching Workaholics and that was in 2008, 2007 and they was dropping the F word like it was nothing. And this is the thing. We didn't fucking bat an eye at it. Are people canceling Nas? Uh, Nas. Nas because in Ether he called Jay-Z all kind of homophobic slurs. Yeah. Sure, he wasn't talking about all homo, uh, homosexual people, but he used a homophobic slur in a derogatory term to de- belittle another man who mm-hmm. wasn't homosexual to be like, haha, you're gay, you're this, you're F word, you're yeah. this. And nobody's canceling him because that was in a social time where that was easily acceptable. Or like you said with The Hangover, paging doctor. Yeah, exactly. Like Nobody's canceling Bradley Cooper, the writers or directors of the show. Does that mean it's all right? No. no. Does that mean we've grown since then? Yes. Does Kinda. that mean does that mean maybe um Sean Schimmel thought that it was cool to say that back then and now he knows that that's not cool? If he addresses it the right way, he, he could be like, "Look, I apologize cuz there's no excuse." But since then, he could even come through with a story and be and, like And the funny thing is his is the worst, but if he handles it the right way, it his could up. be way better than the Dende and them shit. Everybody else is like, "Y'all was still laughing." Y'all still made that shit. It's like, okay, y'all could, no excuse. You, you can't defend pedophilia. Pedophilia and the gay incest. sex stuff that wasn't popular. Incest, none of that shit was, none of that shit is defendable even a little bit. Like the F word in a worse context than what Schimmel used it in, because I'm one of those believers that context is everything. Yeah, and I don't think, and let me not let me not say this because I, I, I'm sure we have homosexual listeners and I don't want y'all to think that we're taking up for him and I'm or making on excuses for him. And I'm a, yeah, 100%. Like, like we said, them dudes are wrong and we're going to get to how this affects us today. Mm-hmm. But I cannot sit here and th- cast another stone if I'm not honest with myself. Growing up in middle school, the F word was said all the time in middle school, mm-hmm. but it was with the context of that's stupid. And I remember they did commercials by saying, if you say something's gay, it doesn't mean that it's stupid. And in the way that we learned that, like saying that word in, in reality, when we're not meaning it the way to denigrate, to uh, be mean to gay mm-hmm. people or, or to say say anything less of them, by, mm-hmm. do, by saying that word, it was saying that, oh, you're saying they're this, so you're saying that those people are lower than this. Mm-hmm. And we learned that through time. So I can't and cast... And a lot of people don't understand that context. Yeah, and I can't cast the stone because I was in those situations. But if he said it in a homophobic manner, then it's like, oh, well, bro, I can't... Exactly. I can't, I can't cope and, with you on that because I've been in the situation where it's like, oh, I said this, the F word is, oh, it's stupid. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean, I'm not meaning it this way. So I can't cast my stone at him. And if he takes up for it the right way, then maybe we can reconcile mm-hmm. and move on from that. But if he meant it in a homophobic way, then, oh. Yeah, it's oh, a whole other ball game. It's over. Now, see, it's 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 like... Uh, but we can never know context. That's another thing. Exactly. He'll like, never heard be it, honest. We don't have the visual to go along with the audio. Yeah. If, if, if it looked like he was trying to be derogatory and be on some, some gay shit, then it's, it's 100% wrong right now at the same time he said whoa my son's a dressing like a yeah you know i'm saying that was something that could have been taken towards some uh, homophobic stuff but yeah. if they were using specific clips i don't remember gohan ever dressing flamboyant but see this like, was all you know bloopers this was him just, just yeah, and he's just goofing off and, and at the same see, time but that was also, a goof off word for certain people who didn't take it that serious back in the day but then on the same token he said it multiple times and he said he's a the effing word and then it's that, like that's like the er the end of the n word yeah, bro and it's like i, I that's why see, i say context is everything yeah because it, it, it we're trying to say it might seem like you're joking like, but you kept going and you kept and you're it, saying it to exactly. like make fun of gohan because he dresses this way so which is insinuating that he is 
and it wasn't the same exact scenes. But to add to it, they did do a whole homosexual ass skit. So, uh, skit. So they already yeah. poked and poked and prodded at the fun of homosexuals and the joke behind it. And that but goes like, into the Chris Savage that, shit. Exactly. And that's like I'm always saying with like the N word, right? If you my white homie and you say the N word. If I know your heart, I'm not going to trip on you, but I'm going to tell you, nigga, if somebody trip on you while I'm with you, like, I'm black, I can say it, but if they hear you say it, I can't defend I, that's you. That's my thing. Is I'm always like, it, look. And if you're one of those people to be like, hey, look, man, I, I grew up around it. I thought it was cool. I just started to realize how my words affect people. I will never say that word again. Uh, I haven't said that word since I, I found out that it affects people. It's like, okay, you had to learn that. I'm not going to hold you to when you said that because you were ignorant. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? I always tell my friends, look, I don't care if y'all say it because like, I know y'all's hard, but, mm-hmm. they, but they say this to me. We care about you and there's no need for us to say this word. Exactly. So it's like, and then if I hear it in the streets, I'm always like... I'm not gonna get upset, but I tell people like, look, if you say this around the wrong black and person, I'm like, like, you gonna respect my fucking mind. Yeah, true. So if I hear you say it right, and I don't see any harm in it, but sometimes I'll hear it, and the right person will just think it's cool to say, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And they'll say it in a derogatory way, and I'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Chris Rock could do a whole skit about how, no, this is black people, this is niggas. You can't. Yeah. That's the difference. You could you could say it indiscriminately, Big and I'll, I I won't necessarily call you out in front of a group of people, people yeah like no Kendrick, i remember kendrick lamar brought a girl on stage and like made her like sing a song and she was like man down nigga and he's like whoa, whoa whoa you can't say that i'm like you did that to make an example out of her and that's wrong because that wasn't the context but i've been around people who said it and it affected me i'm just using this because it's it correlates like in the to, club like when you when you with somebody in the club and they like saying like with their friends like my my exactly like, bro but, i know you're just saying that just because like it, you're not trying to say that in a nice exactly. like you're just doing it to over like there's a difference but you can tell I, context matters I, exactly that, that's just the purpose but even if you do use it out of context by accident and i see you and i'm uncomfortable i'm gonna say something yeah, if, if i tell I'm, you yeah. hey dog i'm uncomfortable and you be like fuck you it's just a word i'm gonna say what i want then i'll beat your ass yeah then then that's when it's like no holes barred you need to be punished if you can't accept the fact that what your words make people uncomfortable and this is the reason why and backdoor from that then you are like i said with the r kelly situation you're scum and you're gonna yeah. continue to be scum. if somebody let you know you're doing scummy type behavior and you don't be like what that was scummy i didn't know let me address that and never do it again and it's genuine you can always come back but with this situation, that's with the shimmel. Yeah, but with then the, there's the, the Chris Savage, which affects us more so today as anime fans than mm-hmm. Sean Shimmel because Sean Shimmel's not doing more multiple voices outside he's of Goku. Goku. He's like, just Goku, he's just, like, But Chris Savage and affects us. And that, if Funimation I, fires all of these cats, imagine, imagine word getting out. I've, I've seen Twitter put this out too. Imagine word getting out to Toei and getting out to Japan that this shit is going on with their series. Oh, I think I saw some, I saw some article while I was looking this up while we was talking that word is starting to get there. What if Toei is like Funimation, One Piece dub, it's over. It's over, yeah. Dragon Ball Super dub, how about y'all don't even get Dragon Ball Super sub legally? Y'all bitches better hope Kiss Anime work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the rights y'all have to all of our shit is gone. What Look, if other studios take notice? It affects Pop Team Epic. It affects Black Clone, Black Clover. He's Yami, the dub. It affects one. Uh, it affects Dragon Ball Super. He's mm-hmm. Vegito, Piccolo, Yamcha, Vegito, and others. It affects Black Butler. It affects if we ever want to get Dimension W back. It affects Tokyo Ghoul. It affects it affects My Hero Academia. He's one. He's all might. Let's see what else it affects that's going on to the present. It affects fairy tale. It affects uh, One Piece. He's raw. so if we ever want a One Piece dub, he's he's Zoro. Like mm-hmm. it affects a lot of stuff that's going. All the video games. Like 
it affects that. So like, like for example, Chrissy, you love Yami. You might never get to see Yami again dubbed. You might never get to see but that's All thing. Might again dubbed. We might not get to see any of these motherfuckers dubbed again. Except if, maybe Krillin. Because I don't think I don't think Krillin's getting fired. Not even Krillin, bro. Or Monica Rowe. Not like that's what I'm saying. Like the company could fire these people, right? True, yeah. But if they choose not to, or even if Japan says, even if y'all fire these niggas, I don't care. Y'all can't taking it from you, yeah. Y'all have no more rights to not only Dragon Ball, but we're done with you as a company. So you'll find someone else. Like Toei and Funimation have one piece linked together and i know crunchyroll is loving all of this oh yeah they're sitting there like ha ha ha, ha, ha. but at the same time if you take if you pull toy out of funimation we lose not only certain characters but we lose a lot of dub we lose a lot of dub in general and we lose a lot of dub who has been making classic dub that the the broly movie may be the last movie we ever see in theaters they're not gonna put a sub in the theaters they might yeah, hopefully maybe but uh um, like on like those off nights where it's like where it's like anime like it's one night a month exactly. like a month like it's an anime fan thing we don't even get the one piece movies we only get we still Dragon haven't Ball got it, my yeah. hero to say those are the only two to get canceled that's gonna suck for the rest of them yeah no like, this this the chris savage shit like like me and chris can have an open discussion about uh sean simmel i can't defend talking about raping dende i can't I don't know. Or like, not, it wasn't. Ra- Let me not say it was rape. It, uh, because oh, it was fucking Dende, bro. It was just. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't like them trying to rape him. It was him fucking him. They was fucking Dende, bro. Yeah. It's pedophilia. It's no, that, no, it's rape. pedophilia. Yeah, well, yeah, it is rape. Yeah, no, you're right. But no, the fucked up part about it is, bro. I listened to those things and I laughed, and then after I laughed, I felt guilty. Yeah. The, well, I really just laughed at the "What about my cock?" one. Yeah, that, that's the only one I laughed. That was, at was fucking Hercules. hilarious. That I got shit was a, hilarious. I got a good joke off and of then the Hercules. Then they call him. They letting us know Mr. Popo a slave. Yeah, the whole thing. I'm sitting there like, like Popo, Damn, you bro. gonna get fucked in your ass? It's you like a slave. It's like finding out that you know what I'm saying your or favorite rapper servant. was in the booth and they was watching child porn before recording your the, your favorite, favorite song, song from yeah. them. It's like, damn, bro. I still fuck with the song, but y'all niggas just made me low-key not respect y'all that much more yeah like talking about fucking so Dente and Chi Chi talking about fucking Gohan her son which look we can't say the Go- Gohan shit's pedophilia because we don't know at what age mm-hmm. it was but either way like that I'm, shit is fucking I'm one of those gross. people who I feel for Sean Schimmel to a certain extent uh, he was one of the ones talking about the Dende shit no it was Chris okay, yeah, I feel for him because of the the F word I am one of those people who y'all can cancel me if y'all want in fucking middle school, I said it. No, that's what I'm saying. Like it was a different time. Like I, can't, I didn't say I can't it in a homophobic him. way. Like, it's it's on context. Like mm-hmm. if he meant it homophobic, we judge the yep. fuck out of him. From, get him the fuck out of here. But what I'm saying is, from seventh grade to, to like, maybe tenth like, grade for me, ninth like, grade, maybe till I was like maybe well into adulthood, I may have been like I wasn't saying it. Like yeah. what I'm saying. Like in middle school, I used to say it because it was the stupid. I hanged out with a bunch of white boys. They would all say it. That's and like we yeah. said. They said private just school, say it. bro. They don't say it to the gay people. Will say it. Yeah, but. The thing about it is, I have a gay best friend. We're not super tight now, but um, we used to be best friends. I was in a best friend clique of like four people, and he was one of them. And I was around him from seventh grade, dog, from when he first came out as bi to whenever he was in high school, fully gay, to we're best friends in when I'm first starting to go to SLCC in college. Mm-hmm. And um, we're working together as well as going to school together and shit like that. And he was saying the word. And I've never really said the word like that around him just out of respect. Yeah. But I used to say it before, not thinking anything of it because I would never say it in a homosexual context to yeah, degrade same, anyone. No, same, 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 same. But at the same time, he used to say it. He'd be like, look at that F word. And I'd be like, damn, bro. So you don't trip over the F word? He was like, I can say it because I've been called it. And I have like... I have a connection to it to same, where same I know what I mean word. by it. Yeah. I don't hate gay people. I have sex with gay people. It's what he was saying. Like, yeah. don't, don't take that clip out, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is he's saying, like, I could say that because yeah. 
it's like the n-word i could say it but nigga if you say it the wrong way yeah it's gonna be a problem i'm sitting there like damn so and he he broke it down to me deeper than that to why mm-hmm. uh what that word means to him and how impactful it is ever since then i was sitting there like i'll never even say that shit same as a joke. no i feel that like you i, I had a good friend same same situation it's like no need for me to say that word. Like it's, it's, it's like there's no need for I it. can say douche. I can use many other like you I, can let me grow. get my vocabulary better. Just like you can grow from saying the N word not knowing, you can grow from saying the F word and not knowing. Yeah. This situation is that was fifteen years ago. You were forty something. You could be an old man. Thirty five. Thirty five. But like I'm saying, I know old men who that was casual in the eighties. Yeah. Nobody was canceling people for saying that. If you if you call somebody the F word, even in a derogatory homosexual sense, it's people were so happened, homophobic yeah. in the eighties, they'd be like, What? They don't say what? Yeah. Shut up. And they would call you that. And they would start getting on you for just saying don't call somebody that. So I could understand 10, 15 years ago shit being a little bit different. But not saying I excuse it, but saying that if he Makes the right statement. I'll believe him and I will. There's nothing for me Chris Sabbath could say because he was fucking dinner. Bro, none of them niggas, <laughs> yeah. none of them niggas who was talking about slaves and the sacred, the, <laughs> the sacred, sacred juice. fucking juice yeah. and the 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 lube and the funny. Yamcha. You gonna get fucked next? Like <laughs> y'all niggas were going extra. I was I've never, so uncomfortable listening to that, bro. I've uncomfortably laughed at people making homophobic jokes. Cause I didn't know what to say before. I was in a position to where I could stand up to them, like yeah, in high school. Just and being shit a like young that. boy, like just growing to be mature, like exactly. just like laughing because it's like awkward. But as a as a grown ass man or even as that age I was never yeah I uh, never laughed in I was never in, like, in, I, not even just pedophile but just gay as far as like I'm gonna fuck you in the ass bro yeah. no I'm gonna fuck you in the ass bro <laughs> I never thought that was funny <laughs> and I never engaged in those kind of jokes I, I just didn't think that was funny yeah. I feel like if you have if you go super deep into the gay pedof- pedophile jokes that shows some closet shit you got about going you. on mm-hmm. cause they always say the most homophobic people are the people who got mm-hmm. some, some closet shit, about shit them. with them and they're yeah. uncomfortable with that and I'm just one of those people who I'm comfortable with my sexuality. I don't need to make fun of gay people and their sexuality. That's just not my thing. That's, that's yeah. never been my thing as far as I can remember. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is, if y'all niggas making them kind of jokes, y'all got y'all gonna have some weird explaining to do because there ain't too much I'm gonna be hearing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. y'all niggas were making a mockery of gay people, making a mockery of pedophilia, making a mockery of the my incest. favorite anime of all time, and y'all were doing it on company time. That makes me think that. While y'all are dubbing the Saiyan saga, y'all are taking little breaks to do this shit. And imagine what they do with like bullshit series. Like maybe that's exactly. why we don't get good dubs. Exactly. This could be why. Niggas and fucking around. This is my thing, bro. You're doing this in the same studio as Monica who is complaining about sexual allegations with, yeah. being not too wordy about it. So it could have been something as simple. I, I don't know. I don't I didn't look too deep into the allegations. But what I'm saying is y'all all knew about this shit. Y'all all knew what goes down. Like, yeah. Vic, y'all shitted on that nigga. So that could be a, a contest to them knowing what but the now, dirt but he now has I'll on say them. this about Vic. Vic was doing it to cosplayers and and children oh, yeah. at like so like I that's definitely a, have heard about yeah, that. That's as different. Well. Yeah. But allegations, allegations. Even, even I see him come out and do this crying speech and I'm sitting there like at least he knows how to play the game to stay in the game. I don't know if I respect it or not yeah, I don't until know I, I know the it. exact yeah. shit that happened. But at the same time, with these niggas, bro, like first of all, it, it speaks more into the Vic shit because actually if they know that dirt he has on them and they still stand with Monica and they're still like, bro, we don't care if we all lose our job. Just fuck you. Like, you did some fucked up shit and we it all stand by like that shit. It shows like how wrong Vic is. But at the same mm-hmm. time, y'all like... Or he may be. Like, let, let's say Vic is... Like, like, Vic's wrong. Okay. It's still... Like, Vic can be wrong, but y'all are still wrong for what y'all did too. Exactly. Like, that just that because, excuse y'all. Just, just because Vic's wrong 
Vic will handle his crime. Now, can y'all pay for y'all crime? And that, that makes me so sad because Funimation is like it's, one of the yo, nerdiest anime niggas. Imagine all these other studios. What if all this shit's going on behind closed doors? I don't I don't like it. I don't like to see it. Yeah. But at the same time. That's why I'm happy I watch Sub. At the same time. I don't time, think them Japanese niggas doing that. As, no. as, they cracking them, that whip over there. Exactly. Oh, they cracking that fucking whip. But they, they don't even want to be at work, nigga. Yeah. They're not joking about being nigga. They don't even want to be there, nigga. They work at 80 hour weeks, one week, dog. Like, them motherfuckers working over. Yeah, like you won't catch them joking on company property. Oh yeah, bro. You, there, ain't say, no fucking jokes. Nani? Y'all did <laughs> Nani? Y'all did what on company time with company policy with company bitch? You gone. Matter of fact, you're not gone. We need you to do this fucking anime, but your pages got cut, bitch. You didn't like working for eighty hours a fucking week. Guess what? Guess what? You working for less now in the same you just, time. You just open the door. You just see Nani? <laughs> Literally Nani? <laughs> Motherfuckers like, bro. I can only imagine. But the thing about this is right. As disgusting and as offensive and as horrible as this shit is, right? These motherfuckers were just go, uh, goofing off on company property, doing some fucked up shit. So they didn't harm anyone. Nothing's harming. Uh, of course, you whereas, might have made some whereas, gay people feel pain. And, that, and that's the difference, like, whereas Vic was actually harming. Exactly. Yep. This is harmless uh, fun that nobody ever thought would come out into the. It doesn't excuse it. Yeah, no. But it was never meant to be brought to the light. It was never meant to be presented to us in this way. This was never, like, if I died uh, 20 years from now, I never knew this happened. They tried to bring this up when cancel culture was long and gone. Nobody would give a fuck at the end of the day. But the fact that we're in the climate we're in right now and the fact that it's it's common news that it is right now because the fact why the R. Kelly shit is so scummy is because we all knew he was and doing that shit. And the thing is, the, I, another thing is, I just wish Funimation would comment on it. Like, you can't just we, not we, be... The more you're silent about it and not acknowledge it, the louder it's gonna like, get. The more y'all try to brush it under the rug, the more I feel obligated to feel played. Yeah. Like, I feel played. I feel played right now because they haven't made a, a Same, statement about like, it. Like, I, I have no other way to feel to be played. I thought when that shit came out, I saw it and I tweeted about it early in the morning. I was like, oh, I expect Funimation to make a statement by the end of the day like you were calling people all kind of f word you were talking about all kind of pedophilia you got chi chi out here being incesty yeah, but go like screaming gohan's name moaning. you disrespected on, the fan base and you disrespected me by just letting this get out yeah letting it get to the point where this even touched my ears y'all are fucking up and y'all should have robin williams touched this tugged this shit away and nigga. like that and like the dude who we saw was doing the live stream with the leaks and this is not not this is not talking about what Hercule said, but it's just what he said in the situation of how Hercule did it. Y'all are doing these outtakes and y'all redo them to tell these bullshit yep. ass jokes. Yep. That shows y'all are, like y'all know what the fuck y'all yep. doing, and it's like y'all are wrong, man. And I've y'all been in the studio, bro. I grew up, dog. I've been making music since '07. I was like in high school, right? This will be the last less. We're going to wrap this up okay, just well, to, yeah. to review. I've been making music, bro, since I was in middle school or uh, high school. And I remember making real songs that I thought was going to take off. I remember having these slow nights where just to bullshit in the studio, just to get the, the energy going. I'd make these bullshit songs where I'd rap about uh, weird, disrespectful shit like bitches sucking my dick or some stupid shit like that. Yeah. Not to say that that's not offensive in its own, but what I'm saying is it wasn't ever to the point of this. I've never made a bullshit take. Like yeah. an outtake where I, because sometimes you'll be rapping and you'll fuck up instead of being like, ah, fuck, you'll just bullshit for a couple seconds yeah, afterwards. Yeah, say some, say some clown so, shit, yeah. So Hercule's saying, what about my cock? If you see all these other niggas doing the other shit, you being in your comfort zone would probably do that shit. And you know what I'm saying? But as far as all these people, you made a whole clip. Yeah, a whole Y'all niggas, like scene, like a whole scene with music in like 
Y'all was in and along out. and doing fuck noises. Multiple characters. Like, do, m- multiple characters fucking each other doing fuck noises. Like, nah, It dog. wasn't just one person fucking up and being like, run that back. It was some person fucking up, running that back, and being like, oh, let me get on that. All right, all right. Switching. That's Y'all what, had fun with that. That's why. And then Chris Sabin doing multiple voices, he recorded one voice, re- go, switching back and forth through characters. And that's just so and, disrespectful. What's the point? And that's why I think out of... It's, like Sean Schimmel's definitely number one in hot water due to what he mm-hmm. said, the effort and how that's inexcusable. But Chris Abbott's right up there with him. See me? Like he needs to be a you put you put Chris Abbott above Sean Schimmel, huh? Nah, I I, I feel like they're all kind of in the same pot because no matter what, they all agree with the shit. Nobody stepped in. Yeah, nobody, nobody intervened. Yeah, no, nobody yeah. nobody walked into the studio. It was a leader. Like it was bro, like stop, bro. Imagine because they're in the studio where they make the dubs. Imagine they're on a screen where there's the actual dub playing. And what and about the engineers? This is my shit, right? I could understand wanting to goof off in the studio you're doing the voice of Goku I can understand you get to see the voices while you record them mm-hmm. so you record a whole play pretend scene out and then you want to watch it later for just shits and giggles like that was funny we pretended Goku was an astronaut or something stupid and funny y'all's first jokes went to and they could be millions Multiple, of outtakes yeah. but the these could be heard. these could just be the ones that we heard yeah but to, to the world, it looks like y'all motherfuckers took the one time y'all were bullshitting in the studio, y'all went straight to the gay shit, straight to the homophobic, incest, pedophile shit. And it was multiple people. So it and feels it, like this is a regular occurrence. It, yeah, that's what I was about to say. It, it, it seems like y'all do this all the time. It seems like this ain't the first fucking shit that they caught. Yep. This just is a couple of the ones they got on the flash drive while they were racing and up I, the studio and I, and to expose I would, y'all. I would hate to see the others that may be worse than this. Oh, I would hate. I hope this is the worst. And fun if of, this is the worst... And that's why if there's more... That's why, if I, like... Honestly, I feel like it's crazy we didn't hear any Vic ones, and that's why I think they're gonna probably be more leaks. And if Funimation better respond now before something, because don't let something else leak before Funimation speaks, because then that's just gonna make it think it's a regular occurrence. And then I believe the shit you said about Japan, Toei taking the shit from it, and more likely, but bro. Imagine they come out and they, they make a big apology and it's then like, more shit comes late. out. It's too late. And it, it just de- 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 does all the apologies. That's why my thing is you, you need to apologize ASAP because if something comes out before you apologize, I only know you're apologizing because now you're like, oh, I can't br- brush this under the rug no more. Yeah, it's too much shit, to brush under yeah, the rug. Yeah, it's too much heat. Yep. So it's like... But it's, it's kind of a double-ended dagger because if they come out and they say something and then more leaks come out and it's worse than the leaks that... If they come out and they're like, these are the worst leaks, we don't, we're, we're sorry. But see, you don't say it's the worst leak, you just apologize if they for the come out and they say there may be more leaks if there are just in case to cover, yes. they, you gotta cover your yes. ass yeah. and not only do you have to cover your ass but you have to be genuine and respectful if y'all really don't give a fuck then it shows and it could keep showing and we're gonna know within the coming months because we we gonna feel played and we have we as the fan base are allowed to react a certain way especially when the dub of our one of our favorite anime is at question right now like if if the jeopardy of my heroes dub from the like if I oh it's in question right if, now my if the Hero next movie sure. drops and i can't watch it in the theaters whether it be dragon ball super or my hero i'm gonna be mad at y'all for not handling this correctly and y'all have already handled it quite poorly so i'm already a little bit mad but y'all could salvage this y'all just gotta do it in the right way and i gotta believe it because like you like we were just saying bro we don't want to be none of these niggas that don't like stand behind the shit because we understand the weight of the this shit, the situation. So we don't want to be those people who to, to see the situation come out and be like, oh, but but Dende is actually an alien. Like try to make any reason to dismiss it and brush it under the rug. Oh, these guys are just horny. 
if it's some big shit, we'll we'll address it as such. And that's that's all I really got to say on it. Just because yep. y'all know our feelings on it from front to back now. Yeah, we just hope we, the situation gets cleared up. Yeah, we have to talk about this. Even this as far is, as just more details, we just need some kind of closure to this. And y'all know how we are at Anime Talk. We're not we going to call a spade a spade. We're not going to hide nothing. And just to reiterate, bro, I don't stand by any racist, uh, homophobic, incestual. Rapist, I'm one of those people yeah. who shit on lowly cons. Nigga, I don't give a fuck if that's your fucking fetish and you think that that's cool, nigga. That's Fucking children. little kids is wrong. Like, yeah, the Nezuko hentai shit. Sexualizing little kids is gross. Gross, 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 gross. Like, this is the thing, bro. I could understand it to a certain extent. I don't even like the sexualization of the My Hero kids. And I was about to say that I use them as an example. I can understand it to a certain extent, right? Because, first of all, uh, people got on Horikoshi for just sexualizing Momo and uh, certain characters in anime are sexualized that are underage, right? I'm sitting there looking at it like Japan's laws are different Japan's uh, morals are different first and, of all and I'm not even in me as a Cuban I'm not looking at that it's like exactly yeah. I'm not going out to find the My Hero porn I'm not looking at My Hero trying to sexualize Momo even though she has her titties out yeah. to me her titties is just something that she reaches into to grab shit out of for whatever reason, whatever reason yeah. I'm not sitting there like ooh but what I'm saying is they try to get on him for sexualizing them but what I, 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 I say about that situation is they are marketing shonen is literally the word for young boy these authors are marketing to young boys, to young boys. Yeah. so of course they're gonna put titties in it of course they're gonna make it feel like the uh, the 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 uh of course they're gonna watch these main character boys walking on their classmates in the in the hot tub I've, it was in soul leader you saw yeah. the hot tub scene it doesn't make you sit there feel like an incestual uh, uh not incestual a proto uh, a pedophile yeah. yeah because i'm not sitting there getting off to it it's a part of the story everybody knows the naruto sexy jutsu is something you got to put up with to get to yeah, the good parts just, of naruto yeah, just, it just happens all anime has its etchy parts right but you know what I'm saying? There's a difference from that and then going on the internet and making deviant art for hentai. And shit. If, unless you are a 14 to 15 year old boy drawing this shit, there's no excuse for you for to be a 25 a, year old, 30 year old, even 21. 18, like 20, if you yeah. if you're 19, 20, 21, like 18 is the last age I would accept it because you're still a young fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But anybody over 19, or if you're drawing. Uh, hentai on characters you know are um, underage. You you're, you you're tripping a little yeah, bit, you bro. You, you, your fetish is not is not cool with me. Well, let's get to this week's review. All right, so we're gonna start off with Fire Force. We're not gonna be reviewing Samurai Eight the chapters this week. We will bring it back next week. I mean, not next week, but the the following Tuesday when we when we normally would release, and we'll review all the chapters we've missed. We're gonna start off with Fire Force Episode Seven, the investigation of the first commences. The members of Company Five and Eight get together for a cookout ostensibly to celebrate a successful nighttime training exercise using the bylaws of the special fire force obi gets shinra and arthur to temporarily be assigned to the first to investigate it we see once arthur and shinra get there along with maki and a couple members from the fifth just to make sure it looks right shinra immediately is is wanting to question captain burns and there's in to try to figure out if he's involved because of what happened with the death of his family he then asks captain burns to go and show them hit their skills and be like yo can we fight against you and your guys we meet the first's team we already knew Tamaki, our company one's uh, squad. We already knew Tamaki, Katatsu. We find out that the captain's Leonard Burns. We find out our lieutenant is Kareem Flam. We also meet Rekka Hoshimiya and then Huao uh, Yan Li. So those are the cap, uh, people involved in company one. So that's pretty much it. We see um, one of the people who's there is fodder fight Rekka, and we see their power skills, but Rekka takes care of it easily. The other guy from Company 5 doesn't want to fight. 
Oh, we also, when Wreck is fighting, we see one of the fireballs bounce off, and Kareem sucks it in in this sound musical device, and he transforms the fire into ice. He transforms the fire into sound, which then transforms it into ice, which is a cool little power. Next up, Captain Burns is like, the other dude's not fighting, so he's like, I'll just take on you, Arthur and Shinra. Arthur and Shinra go at Captain Burns with all their might. Burns stops Arthur pretty fast. Shinra tries to get two strikes on, and Captain Burns is like, you're not ready yet to take me on, young buck. Strikes him out with just one little punch, and then that's pretty much how the chapter ends with them being like, ooh, I'm excited to be here at Company One. Chris, would you think of, not the chapter, Jesus Christ, that shows you what I've been, <laughs> that shows you I've just been reading Fire Force, but uh, what did you think of episode seven? It was cool. The the uh the shit at the end was cool. That was the peak for that, me. Yeah, that was the best part. Yeah. Like the stuff with Habana and all that stuff in the beginning, just explaining the last episode to say why they like fought and now are getting along. That was yeah, bullshit. I will say, and I will have you, you know I told you this off air, but I will have some more some more to say about it too. But you know I'm an etchy type nigga. You know what I'm saying? You know I gotta give my etchy reviews of is the etchy in the show good? Like yeah. I feel like that's my whole other segment. If they got etchy in the show, it's like is let's it rate the etchy. And you don't like this etchy. Bro, and this is me coming from being a soul leader fan. I love soul leader, right? So I'm looking at it right now, like the whole shower scene. It seems like forced etchy to me. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. seems like just forced etchy. Like you're just trying to squeeze as many titties in there to keep your testosterone-fueled audience, uh, you know, at, at hold at or whatever. Bay, yeah. But uh, all I know is it was cool, but I don't know. It kind of takes me out of the, the seriousness of the, the series. Well, let me say this. After, actually, after the next episode, starting at the next episode, the etchy becomes less and less. Okay, I like think the only edge, like the only stuff you see is Tama, uh, Tamaki doing stuff every once in a while, but it becomes more about the mystery of spontaneous combustion. And that 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 bothered that bothered that bothered me too. Uh, the next episode, but I will give it this. Uh, I, I'm gonna talk about it whenever I see it. But at the same time, I remember Soul Eater episode one, super etchy parts with a little cat that turned into a witch who like yeah. for some reason was like never really brought up that much anymore. She just. She, she just chilled around their house as a cat who sometimes would be a witch. I know. Yeah. It was weird. She was etchy. She'd pop up maybe and once And that was or one twice. of my complaints about the first two episodes was just how much etchy mm-hmm. was involved. And that's uh, the thing. It was it, the first see, you four. said it turned down. Like, the first episode, it was that. Then the second episode, I, I don't think... I know the Death the Kid episode, he was, like, touching her titties, the uh, girl's titties, and said, your titties are uneven. They're not symmetrical. Yeah. And I, I remember that shit happened. And then I remember right after that, right before they went on a big arc, there was, like, a... A uh, hot spring scene where the boys try to sneak up on the girls. It was very slight work, but that's why I don't. I didn't mind it in, in Soul Leader because it was it, very it, slight work. See, the yeah, first this episode was the, the climax of it. Everything else, it, it, the whole series wasn't. Too and I would you. definitely say after this point, it tones down dramatically because you start to meet. There's more people that join their Company Eight's Fire but Force. That's what gets me too because the next episode we get to episode eight, and I'm like. Like I'm, I'm, I'm wait for the uh. Cause yeah, is your complaints the about the, about the oh no, you just complaints about character development the, in that. The Tamak the Tamaki shit about the etchy shit, it just kind of takes me out of it. Cause I remember the beginning. I think I made this comment on one of the other episodes. Whenever the uh he first met Tamaki, the one of the other oh yeah, rookies, and he just randomly grabbed the titty, randomly grabbed like, her titty, and then it went from that to instant like oops, and he was grabbing her ass, and it just so happens that her uniform is just so open right there. Yeah, I get it. We gotta have these sex symbol characters. Demon Slayer, we were just introduced to the pillars, the pink haired, green haired pillar. She got her titties all out. In the manga, you see. But I think that's because that's written by, like I said, a female mangaka. She doesn't make a big deal about it at all. But, like, even 
even and this is this but like Zenitsu Zen, uh, Zenitsu oh, what Zenitsu Zenitsu's uh, etchiness isn't like he doesn't touch like it's just like him being like a Sanji type and etchy see, person that's not detrimental to the character because every show has its etchy in it but it's how you do it like yeah, bro this I come from watching I was just talking about high school DXD like I'm an etchy nigga at core yeah. like at core if you put on some etchy shit I would probably be more entertained in it than I was in the first time I watched. And for Bleach. you to say this is a lot, then yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's just a little done and like. And a I'm little not gonna lie, when I was reading the manga, like when I was reading the manga and watching, once I got past, like when I was reading at this point right mm-hmm. here, because I read this stuff like last week before mm-hmm. this, these episodes came out, and I was like, oh, this is heavy handed. But like once it gets into the first, like after the next episode mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about, after this. It's serious because now it's like okay, we we got a pathway mm-hmm. to the spontaneous combustion, so, and I feel like that's what it was with Soul Eater. They didn't want to add a lot of uh, uh, etching into the series, but they did it at the beginning just to, to get that out of the way, keep your attention there, just yeah. while the story wasn't a hundred percent into it. And now that yeah, but I I remember reading the first. I didn't read Fire Force, but I did read the first book just to see what was up with it. Uh, and I read it. And I was sitting on oh, the first couple chapters, mm-hmm. and I read it, and I saw that part, and I was like, "Hopefully, the anime does that a little better." Because I'm confused, and it did not. I do it, and yeah. I feel like Tamaki's just there because like, comic relief at this point. The next episode when she like fell on him, I was like, "That's just it's too extra." And I come from the most tasteless of etchy, like with Dragon Ball. This nigga Roshi was literally but I'll looking say at this, an underage girl. Fire Force is etchy. Is, I'm not Fire Force. Fairy Tale's etchy is pretty bad. Oh no, Fairy t- Fairy Tale etchy. I will say. Is out there. It's, it's too much for me on that but one. I do feel like that show doesn't take itself too serious, yeah, which is why it dives so hard into it. Because it's like, well, we can fuck it. Nobody even takes this shit serious. That is true. <laughs> which is fucked up. But nobody takes fairy tale serious mm-hmm. as far as if they figure out they like it, they like it. But they're not like breaking it down. What would you rate episode seven, the investigation of the first commences as? Because it's a setup episode. I'll give it a good. Ah, I want to say a good three because it wasn't bad. It, 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 it booted up at the end. The etchy just took it down for you, though. I, matter of fact, I'll give it a two. I'll give it like a two point eight because it, it wasn't too much going on. You know yeah, no, it was. Matter of like, fact, well, you I, did. Well, I, see, I liked it because it was lore and you got to see them fight against Company One and learn about a different power style, mm-hmm. like that that music vacuum that could suck up fire and turn, yeah. take it from sound to ice. Like I like I like that lore stuff. So I'm, I'm do, at a, I do like the lore as well too. I'm at a three four three five. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it at a solid three. Because the next one is when I boot up out, out yeah, of the threes for sure. Uh, so the next one we have is episode eight, Infernal Insects. Obi goes over Habana's research and learns that the artificially created infernos she dissected all had traces of insect DNA in them. Shinra and Arthur's investigation at the first continues, and they finally get their first lead on the culprit. They're pretty much doing, and they're pretty much like solving spontaneous combustion. And they find out that the spontaneous combustion in the first happens in these areas, and it's a bunch like in a row, and they pretty much are tracking it once they figure out. Uh, w- a spontaneous combustion has erupted and they're following Kareem and Kareem's like, y'all got to stand still and watch the first do they thing. So they're standing still watching and all of a sudden they see a hand with the same uniform as Kareem, Rekka, and uh, Lihun put out and infect the bug 
take the bug and infect a person. They run over there. By the time they get there, they end up seeing Rekka and Kyrie, and they're like, "Who? Which one is it? Which one is it? Which one is it?" They go back. Kyrie had set a trap in his room to find out if Rekka would come in there or the culprit who had the bug because they had he had the bug open. It just turned out that it was Shinra and Arthur. Kyrie's like, "Y'all, why'd y'all come in here? Blah blah blah. Y'all sticking on those in. This is a first decision. But I've been researching this for a while. Like, I'm gonna take care of it. Blah blah blah." And they were like, "Well, so that means it's Rekka then." And he was like, "Let me handle it. I'm gonna handle it." Such and such. They end up going in uh they end up like trying to say no, we're gonna look for him, look for him, and then Rekka is with Tamaki, and Tamaki is like getting messed up because well no, she's not getting messed up. She brought these kids over for Rekka because he said he was gonna help them. Turns out he's taking the bugs to infect them to make a um He's trying to make a Ayadola, I forget which one it is, and I don't wanna uh, he's trying to make an Ayadola burst. And and see that's why I was like I didn't know if you paid attention to a lot of this shit because, like, this shit is huge to the story. Like, what an eye dollar burst is. So, basically, this is an eye dollar burst is also known as the Genesis flame. It's the flame from eye dollar that's regarded as the original flame that's pure without any mixture added materials. It's the Aladia burst is believed to be in possession of the third descendants. Uh, third generations who are descendants from the sun gods and they're people who are super super powerful and that's what Rekka was trying to create for this uh, organization I don't know did they say the organization's name in uh in this episode because I don't want to say it if, if they didn't say it I don't think so well he but whatever evil organization he working for that's who he doing the bugs for. See, that's why I was like, I didn't know if he paid attention to it. Heavy. I think that's most so next episode. Yeah, I that think might so. be most so next episode. I think but, so. but nonetheless, we find out the Idola burst stuff. We did find out in this one. He's trying to turn one of those kids into that, and Tamaki's trying to stop him. She getting her ass whooped, getting stomped out, getting like curb stomped, damn near getting kicked. And then all of a sudden, Shinra notices something because his senses are hit, and since Shinra just busts in there and kicks that dude to the ground, and that's pretty much how. The episode ends with Shinra doing that last kick. Man, or no, the fight ends in this one? Uh, uh no, 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 no. The fight so. doesn't end. Yeah, I don't no. think so. It's the last kick. Yeah. No, he, we, no, it ends with that bitch fucking crying. Well, yeah. Well, he kicks her and then Tomaki's crying. He's like, "Are you okay?" And she just crying with bro. tears. Yeah. I, I was about to, I was about to rate this shit higher than but because I of the cry scene. Uh, not <laughs> just because of the cry scene, but the more I, I looked into it, uh, I, I always want to say, um, right. Fucking scenes or episodes that make me feel anything mm-hmm. like emotionally, and it gets it evokes a strong emotion in me. I rate it higher because I I feel like if I'm mad when a villain does some bad shit, uh, I feel like that's what's supposed to happen. I'm yeah. supposed to get mad. I'm not supposed to take that away from the episode. But see, that's what I'm saying. You was mad at that dude, huh? Kinda. This is my thing. So much shit made me mad in that episode, right? Yeah. But I did like the episode. I, I did like to see a lot of the story it progressed with the shit with the um uh the, the mystery bugs. behind it, yeah. The mystery it got me, right? And so then, I'm, and then I'm gonna then, keep watching it. See, I think the next episode is when it's gonna hit because they explain like the or cause see, that's what an organization that he works for gets explained. Niggas gonna give me hell for saying this shit, you know what I'm saying? Cause I, I fuck with Fire Force, but it's gonna sound like I don't. Oh no, you think it's mid right now. I'm not saying I think it's mid. But the storyline pacing is kind of this is a fast. super exaggeration, oh, yeah. but it's uh it's reminding me of, like some hero shit to where shit just going super too fast, really? like whenever and it just it seems super convenient too. You know what I'm saying? Like shit just seems too convenient. Like whenever uh they started their undercover shit, instantly they found out somebody put a bug in somebody's back. Damn near instantly, bro. They was there for like a couple 
uh, I, I, I want to say, hold on. Let me relook. Because I, I was about to say, they was there for a couple like. of, they were there for a couple months. Oh, they were there for some months. Yeah, that, like they, they said that in the, in the story, I believe. I'm like, I'm like, a, I'm like 90% sure they was there for like. I thought they said they were there for a couple of days whenever, whenever they was talking, but it like might have been a couple months. Like a couple weeks. Hold on. I'm a, I'm Maybe a, a couple weeks. I'm going to look it up real quick, but finish what you're saying. But it just feels like as soon as they touch down, they find the, um, you know, they find the dude with the bug super easy. They run into the alley. It's two people. They're like, okay, it got to be one of these two people because we saw somebody put the bug. We saw somebody reach out from the alley and put the bug in somebody, mm-hmm. and it turned into an inferno. We saw that. Then right after, they try to run into whoever's room to do some snooping. Uh, the dude walks in, and like like you said, they were, uh, I thought, originally the opposite. Mm-mm, they but, were setting um, a trap for, they, for his ass. Ex- exactly. They set a trap for him, but the wrong people got caught in the trap. But uh, it just seemed so fast and so convenient. Even whenever Shinra was shooting out and dipping and the shit was going down in that little parking garage or wherever they were, and you saw Shinra stop and turn around, what was that noise? It sounded fucking quiet. I'm like, nigga, it don't sound like shit. You like in the air, my nigga. Like, I know you yeah. didn't hear nothing, but it, it's little things but he like has, that. But see, okay, that's, that's due to the Abdullah Burr stuff. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. So it starts to make sense. It starts like, to make more episode, sense. Like once they explain, and you did tell me to look for something, and I didn't catch it. I have to go rewatch. It's the episode his red, catch. and it happens in the episode. His his legs right up. His legs. So he probably has a connection red. to whatever it was. Yes, he does. Okay, well that makes more sense to me. It just it wasn't explained initially. They did a lot of sh- more showing than telling in this episode. Yeah. In next episode, they do a lot more telling. And the pacing just moves super fast. Now with the with the villain, right? That villain kind of pissed me off because first of all, he turned that old ass lady into a fucking. Yeah, he was like, fuck Instantly, it. bro. He's like, fuck that bitch. And them kids was like, oh. And this is what pissed fuck me off. Fuck them kids. <laughs> Tamaki is officially my least favorite character. Not only in the beginning of the episode was she doing that shit. Like, literally, she walks up to say something. She's Her whole body is completely in shot. Then it gets a close-up on her face. And she's like, oh, what? And it gets another, it gets an auto close-up. And then the dude has the, he's holding a little ketchup bottle. And it's right under her skirt. Just so happens to be. Like, I already didn't like her because of the weird way she, she tried to etchy herself out, right? It seems like I, I, after what happened with the fighting battle, it seems like it was a lot of just her being like, oh, oh, no, like damsel in distress kind of shit. I feel like she's disrespecting that that Naruto position, the Naruto <laughs> stance she got with the little ears and the, you know what I'm saying, the tail. I feel like, damn, bitch, you look badass. You're supposed to at least have some shit with you. We know yeah. Maki is the badass one, but I feel like she could have had a little bit more badass, had a little bit more nuts about her fucking self because she was just... She let herself get shitted on, bro. Like, whenever he initially beat her ass and put her ass to sleep and was trying to get the next fucking Inferno popping, I was like, oh, damn, bitch, you ain't shit. Yeah. So she come back to life. She's like, oh, oh what's going on? I will Are say, you hurting these kids? I was like, bitch, do something, bitch. Okay, so they were there for a week. And a week. They were there for a week, but the reason why I thought it was a month is because their assignment to investigate is a month. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it just it just happened so fast to me. You know what I'm saying? But but I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I I rather this if they said they would have just dragged it out. Like yeah, you're right. It, this versus them dragging out, I would prefer this, but I would have preferred a little bit more telling than showing. Yeah, I do like a little bit of, and I'm always one of them people who like I hate the ex. Uh, what is it called? Like exposition. The, exposition. But I you needed exposition, exposition for this. This, I would just wish I need a little. I just need a little bit more exposition as it goes on. And if you get that, I think you'd be. I think you'd be satisfied a with this. Bit. That's my biggest complaint, to be honest with you. Uh, the thing with Tamaki is that they they didn't give me enough exposition at the cost of giving me a lot of Tamaki fucking whining. Yeah. Not only did the episode end 
on some some uh de- uh they definitely picked Slayer a weird shit. they picked a weird spot for this episode to end if you know the arc of this arc it's Remember like goblin slayer when that episode happened where some shit happened and then it just fucking stopped for the end of the episode <laughs> yeah. it was like some shit was dripping drip, drip. And it was just like quiet for no fucking reason the shit didn't That's even really get was. addressed the shit didn't even get addressed the next episode it was just like literally a hundred and it was like a, a minute and 20 something seconds of nothing <laughs> yeah. with this it was a lot less i'm exaggerating with a minute and 20 yeah, it was like it was really a it was minute. like 15 seconds like 20 seconds in probably. goblin slayer it was a minute oh no something. goblin saying it was over it was over a minute for but sure with this it had to have been like 15 to 20 seconds minimum of just her sitting there she started crying, made a face, stopped crying for a second, looked like she was about to get her fucking shit together, and then started crying again. I was like, bitch, get your fucking head in the game. I was so mad. Even in the manga where I'm at, like, she is my least favorite character because she is a true rookie rookie, Mm -hmm. and she, like, Shinra and Arthur are, like, exceptions to the rule. She has to train, like, whereas Maki has already been through training, the sister's not a fighter, and all the other, the lieutenant and Maki came from the war, so it's like, we're seeing high level people. She's the true quote unquote rookie of the group, and, and, and we're it, seeing her character it's development. Showing. She's the yeah. Sakura so far. I would say she's useless, but she is definitely good for Echi. <laughs> and but the, and the Sakura thing, didn't give niggas no Echi, bro. Sakura just gave niggas annoyance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So at least she's getting her ass grabbing shit for certain thirst uh, young kids to watch and like like. You know but what I'm my saying? shit with this one with the fights like. Ooh, I and did I, like, and I love the lore of like the bugs and mm-hmm. like learning about the idola birds. That's why you gotta when you watch the next episode, make sure seeing, you pay attention the to see with the them. bugs and how the first two people blew up and the last one didn't. I definitely want to see more from that. And they're gonna explain all of that seeing next episode. How ruthless he was when he was stomping my, uh, Tamaki the fuck out. It pissed me off because she wasn't doing shit. But, but you at the find same time, out more about him too about his backstory. So it's like you're gonna be you more of more. like of oh he's a villain. But, See, seeing him stomp her out made me like hate him, that's hate her even more for letting that shit go down. She couldn't do nothing. But that's why I say I feel like that emotional reaction it gave me made it super good because I'm invested. Yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm like, bitch, get up. Oh my God, you let that <laughs> nigga stomp you like that? He stomped you 20 times by now. Like, you got to do something. Yeah. And I'm looking at him like, you piece of shit. You killed that old lady for nothing. You about to kill these little fucking churn. Something wrong with what you, you man. <laughs> I, was, I felt fucking played and it made me feel that bad. And then whenever Shinra touched down and like, kicked yes. the shit out of that nigga, I was like, finally, yeah. somebody's going to do something. My nigga so, Shinra popped up in there. I'll Hell give it a yeah. good three, three, eight. Ooh, okay. Just because it, 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 it got me. I'm glad because that, that, it deserved that rating. That episode I was intrigued was, the whole time, bro. And My and complaints I'm, were very I can't uh, wait detailed, to, but not that big. I can't wait to hear your thoughts as we go forward because like I said, it's the etchy drops down, the exposition picks up, and it's more exposition and fights. The next episode, there's going to be a badass battle mm-hmm. between Shinra and that dude, so I'm excited, excited, excited. I'm going to rate this a solid four. Good job, Fire Force. My next question for you is this, Krissa. Mm-hmm. Because the next two episodes of Demon Slayer are very congruent, and I don't feel like talking about backstory with Ryu's past... We basically got the goddamn end of episode 20. We could just skip to I mean, 21. We could skip yes, to 20. We could basically wrap it up. Oh, uh, matter of fact, let's touch on that real quick. Not the episode, but I got a question for you. Can I ask Twitter this? Okay, go ahead. Uh, reading the manga, I'm super far in. Mm-hmm. Well, we both around the same yeah. uh, same place. We're at the same place. So we're around, we're arcs deep. We're seeing demons. There, uh, A theme seems to be occurring in the show. I noticed it early on when you started seeing the first demons die. You feel sorry for these demons when Hell they die yeah. because not only 
this show is not painting these demons as evil characters that's just like, oh, these are just putties from Power Rangers. But it's also because we're seeing it from Tanjiro's perspective. Exactly. But at the same time, we're seeing... And and that's his connect... Actually, it's not how Tanjiro feels about him. It's his connection with them that's changing them. Exactly. Because if we would have saw the pillar, for example, the Hashirama that we're going to talk about with the white hair, oh, it wouldn't have been... The demons wouldn't have been feeling uh, a sense of remorse and trying to... uh, Res- mm-hmm. uh, repent for their sins. And if I see, if I, if I feel like this show was centered around any of the the Hashira, you know what I'm saying? And you get to see like just a strict show of just niggas killing demons and shit, it would be a whole different show. show it would still yeah. be badass. I would watch it, but it just would, it wouldn't be as emo- we wouldn't be as emotionally invested. I don't. But think. this is my thing. I feel like the author wants you to be connected to the demons because Tandro is connected to the demons because first of all, his sister got turned into a demon. And she's a good demon. All these other demons are just victims of circumstance, just like Nezuko. She didn't ask to become a demon. She's they just became a demon, demon, and the demon took over for them. them. Yep. So when you kill, whenever Tandro kills them, it, it's you still sorry. You're still for them. showing them that they're human. Like it's like, like with Fire Force, like when they kill those spontaneous combustion people. Mm-hmm. That's why Company Eight feels about it different than others. Companies Eight, like they're still fucking humans. Like mm-hmm. y'all think of these as beasts, and Tandro's the only person in the Demon Slayer world is like these demons were humans at one point. Like I, sh- I still the pity them. Like the difference is Demon World goes deep into showing you their human side yeah. like um when uh re, re or whatever the, the, the little Ryu, spider kid yeah the spider kid whenever he died they go deep into being like this was him before yeah you feel bad for him don't you i'm sitting there like i really don't give a shit i could give a fuck about that nigga like to be 100 <laughs> well, percent honest about this one about Ryui. I didn't care about him because I hated him from the jump. Yeah, like from he, the like when you when you fuck with Nezuko, my little baby sister. Like, Literally, yeah, I don't fuck with you, dog. Like I don't care like, what you. I don't care about your past. I don't give a fuck. But see, the other girl, I felt bad for his mom. I, yeah, me too. And I felt bad for the girl who whose neck was cut. The demon and the, the one that was the mist. Yes, felt bad for that demon. Felt bad for the ones that was beating on the the, the them niggas, the chest, the the, the mother I, niggas. I kind of felt sorry for them because they seemed innocent. They but, seemed but like see, they were doing some demon shit, but they seemed like they didn't really know. What was but going see, on. the one that killed. Uh, Uradaki's uh, peep. I didn't feel bad for him. Didn't feel bad for him even a little bit. Yeah. But I say that just because in the manga I've gotten further, I've seen certain arcs where certain demons get killed and then they show their backstory and it really does humanize them. Yeah, it does. But at the same time... But it's also, I think that's, I think that's to make it a better story in the sense of great stories... Your villains aren't necessarily black and white; they're gray. And mm-hmm. if and if you can relate to the villains, it makes you put yourself in the situation. Like, damn, if I was in this situation, would I have let it got this bad? And it makes you relate more to the villains. That's why that's I true. think makes this story more top tier because I think that's what makes in in terms of like, for example, Black Panther. I think that's what made Killmonger one of the best Marvel villains because as he represented the African American anger to the highest degree, and it's like. You can relate to that because as a black person, you felt like racism hurt you and yeah. make you so upset that you want to. But he takes it to the extreme, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's relate, and I think that's what makes Demon Slayer so dope is because they want you to relate to these demons and feel sorry but, for them because of the situations they got themselves in. Now, see, this is my thing. This is where I have to like draw back like a, a small line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying because I do agree with that. That is incredible because to me, with the the slap it on the drums guy, right? As he was going out, he was like, do you appreciate my art? Like, that's all I really wanted. Yeah. And it's sitting there, I felt bad for him because I didn't get no fucking backstory for him at all. All I got was him being like, those, that just that end, it was like, damn, so he's not really an evil, I just want to kill a bunch of humans. That's his, 
That's his nature as a demon. Yeah. That's not his personality. Even as a demon, he had a personality and he cared about something. So seeing that, I felt sorry for him. It made me love him, even as a slight work demon, right? Yep. Now, the other guy didn't fuck with him because he killed all Iridaki's, uh, Arakadaki's, um yep. students. Yep, but then but, you got the arrow homie and the ball girl. Exactly. Those I forget what happened with them when they're back. They had like some track. They were like a family or some shit. Some some something like that. Yeah. But I don't even remember because it didn't mean that didn't, much. Yeah, to it me. wasn't that important but in the storyline. I say that because I noticed it with the manga because I read uh, a certain arc, um, and I saw a demon get killed, and as they got killed, or matter of fact, before they got killed, it went into their backstory. Right. Mm-hmm. I care more whenever you show me versus tell me. Yeah. With this situation, they because with uh, Re or Ryu, whatever his name is, um, you showed me all you had to show me for him with his mother. I felt sorry for her. When even whenever she killed those kids, I was like, "Damn, bitch, you just gonna kill them fucking kids?" Yeah. I felt so bad because I, I'm thinking watching One Piece. I'm knowing Luffy save everybody. I'm knowing that, so I'm sitting there like Tanjiro gonna save all these kids. Oh, what they next is? Are you serious? So I'm looking at that spider lady like you fucking bitch. <laughs> and he gets there and he kills her. And somehow by the end of that. Those turn of events, the the pain you saw in her, it made me feel for her. I'm sitting there like, I don't know shit about this bitch or her backstory, but I feel pain for the fact that Tanjiro feels pain for having yeah. to kill her. And He's getting her beautiful miss, death. Yeah. That beautiful death was so beautiful just for the fact that I felt she was a pure creature. You could already see uh, ahead of the time that she was just a slave doing out the work that Re, Re and her yeah. the dad wanted to do and the dad even seemed like a fucking slave at yeah, the time yeah he seemed like he was like just crazy like I look he feels sorry for him because he lost everything up here yeah all the everybody else that was at least conscious to a certain extent he was just a monster yeah but facts he didn't Re, he couldn't grasp what he was doing you make me not feel sorry for him because he's like just uh, manipulated yeah he's like he's the kid and he's like purposefully being a bitch and then after that he dies and then you try to show me oh but he was a good kid at once too it's like i don't care yeah i don't give a fuck about him being a good kid it was the same thing with the demon further on down the line and i'm i'm starting to see the difference between the demons that slight work make you feel bad for them they're more impactful because they give you a reason to feel bad for them versus uh, Tanjiro just killing a shit demon and then, then they give you the backstory and it's like I don't know him as that person that was yeah. him before he was a demon I feel bad for these people as demons him when he died as a demon I was like yeah yes get him out of here get him the fuck I don't care what he was as a human he not that no more yeah like no, just like the, uh, even if they would like imagine if the the demon who killed Arakadaki's students got a backstory afterwards what would you have been like I'd have been like why are we getting this right now what is the point yeah like, I'm like, so glad they didn't do that no. but I feel the same way about with Ryu yeah yeah like same. a couple other characters I just had to get your take on that cause no, I feel no, strongly I, I, it, there's, they, they do it some ways they do it well some ways they don't but I definitely think it's to make this story not black and white more gray for sure and I and I like it for that but I definitely think there's sometimes it's too heavy handed and I could that. definitely appreciate it more now for that but no 100% to say that, that whole second Epi- that the whole first episode Episode that we were supposed to watch, what well, we did watch, but we're not just we're just not talking about it right now because all like that's all it was it's just, not it, worth talking it's, about. Yeah, and it's not important. The episode it's, it's just kind of like filler. It, it, it really this is Demon Slayer filler. If anything, the episode ends basically with us seeing Tanjiro come awake on the ground. They wake him up and he's in front of all of the Hashiras, aka the Pillars. That's pretty much it. Oh yeah. What you gonna rate episode twenty one if you gonna rate it? Anything? I'm gonna rate that shit a goddamn two. Yeah, that was definitely a two. I don't care about Ryu's backstory. All right, let's get to the the the. the oh well, we did see fucking Tomioka pull up and fucking set shit off, right? Didn't we see that? No, no, no. You right that, that was, was episode, episode before. before. You right. Yeah, you right. That was like, episode before. This was just the closing of all of everything. Fuck that. 
Like, I didn't have time for none of that. Whack as hell. Yeah, like, it's them picking up everything. Uh, what? Matter of fact, is it him picking uh, Tondra up and her being like, why are you picking up her? You yeah, it's Nezuko running. I, with, for that, I'm going to give it a 2.5 because Nezuko running being mean was the cutest <laughs> shit. They put Nezuko running on a Naruto theme song, bro. Yeah, like a Naruto opening. The means was hilarious. That just booted it up to 2.5. But I will say. Just because that part was good. I do not fuck with Shinobu as, my, as like, one of the pillars, but we'll get to that now. Oh, well, I can't wait to get to the pillars because now... The, the like, show's about to take off. Spoiler alert, nigga. We about to talk about all the goddamn pillars. Well, we're not going to talk about they... Well, not they, everything. They arcs, yeah. No, what I'm saying is a first impressions. Yeah, first impressions. For sure, for sure. All right, let's get to episode 22, Master of the Mansion. After the battle is over, T- Tanjiro and Nezuko are taken to the Demon Slayer Corp headquarters. This is where the Hashira meeting between Corp's leader... Ubiyu Yashiki and the Hashiras, the most powerful swordman in the corpse, is to be held. The Hashiras censure Tanjiro for violating the Demon Slayer core by protecting a demon. And then the wind Hashira, Saninami uh, Shinzugawa, raises his sword against Nezuko. This episode, basically, we're seeing the different pillars' belief. We're meeting each pillar, and we're seeing how much this... Because this is interesting. Because before... We saw it from the demon's perspective, always getting on Nezuko, like, why are you with this fucking human? Why are you with this human? Why are you with this human? Now we're getting the flip. Yep, why, why are you, are with, you with this demon? And we see it from every powerful Hashira, except Tomioka, who is like, nah, he not talking. He just like, I'm waiting for the master to get here because he knows what we don't, what the pillars and we as the audience don't know is the master has already accepted, uh, has already accepted uh, Nezuko and Tanjiro because of Uradaki's message. Let's talk about just basically some of the cool things in the episode, then we'll break down each pillar, because this episode is basically a lot of exposition. Oh, yeah. Like, I like the ties to seeing... Uh, we talked about it when we was watching it, about how maybe the master could be a demon. Is he blind? Ah, Do we have a blind he's style? definitely got some shit going on with his eyes, uh, 150%. Like, his whole upper face is just fucked. Yep. He looked like, he reminded me of one of them early demons you saw that was popping out of the ground with the, the vein, the real veiny shit. He looked real, uh, like some, something was going on with him. And we get our first hint that he tells everybody, like, after, while, after, he, t- tell, after he tells the Hashiras about... Uradaki's message and him and Tomioka's decision to commit seppuku if Nezuko ever kills a human along with Tanjiro, he tells the people, the Hashiras, to try to accept him because they don't accept him. He's also like, this is the first and only dude who's met Muzan uh, Kitsubuji and lived. And they're like, you met Muzan? Blah, blah, trying to ask him all right. the powers and everything. And it's, it's already linking Tanjiro to having Muzan because they said he sent people after him. He's interested in Nezuko. So things are changing. And we see, like, the story starting to shift because... Yep. It was before random villains that maybe tied to Muzan, maybe didn't. Now it's like, no, we're going directly into the most powerful people of the story and trying to directly affect Muzan. Now let's talk about the pillars. Well, I, I gotta say too, one of my other um, one of my other favorite moments of the episode too was whenever uh, Tanjiro like headbutted the fuck yeah out of that. And like, bro, whenever he was like, bitch, like, cause he just really grabbed him, stabbed his sister. Also, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck what they gonna say. I don't give a fuck about this meeting. I'm gonna stab your sister cause she a demon and it's fuck you and her. And as soon as she got stabbed, son is still fucked up from the last battle. Got up, Head tied up. up. Bow. That was like one of the most, the, the most ugly headbutts. Like that shit looked like it hurt. Yep. They made that shit look painful. And I saw that and just the fact that he really he really hit that boy hard and he reacted to it like oh shit I was like yeah bitch that's what you get stabbing Nezuko and I love seeing that and also 
And we could kind of you want to talk about him first as a pillar? I, that's the one I don't I know the least about. And like we're not gonna spoil anything. But yeah, like, I don't know anything about him in I the don't future know, too. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, as far as right now, my impression, I was gonna, I don't like him. Yeah, I was gonna come out there and be like, first impressions, hate him because you're not just gonna stab Nezuko. You, yeah, bro, I, I almost jumped through that goddamn screen and I read it, so I knew that was about to happen. I was sitting there like, knowing what's happened, like, bitch, you better not do it. But then seeing how he talks to his master, I'm and like, like I told you when we was watching, it's like. Yeah, he may have a tragic backstory, but we already seen Tandro's whole family die. Like, and he may how- be badass though. The thing yeah. is, the only the only thing that I like about it, and I thought about this as we were talking about it before, because before we even started the episode, I'm sitting there like knowing it's fuck that nigga, because we watched a little bit of it earlier. Yeah, I'm like fuck him, stabbing Nezuko, what a piece of shit. But the more we're sitting there talking about it, and I'm, I'm sitting there in my head thinking, you know what? This is a world full of demons, and not comparing what he can't what blame him, him to Tandro. Like you can't. At the same time, because it's like it's like what the master said. It's like you guys are saying we can't trust him because we don't know she won't kill, mm-hmm. but you don't know if she like he doesn't know if she will kill. And, like, exactly. and that's he how can't I feel. chance that. I feel the same way as the master does. Like you don't know if she won't. I mean, uh, if she will, but you also don't know if she, she won't. won't. That's my attitude. Now I already know Nezuko and Tandro, so I'm kind of. Um, Biased, yeah. Same. But taking it out of that, like even if I wasn't biased, I would still look at it through the the, the master's perspective. But It'd swapping be- it out and looking through the through his eyes is like, okay, so wait, what? With our with our world's morality, you look at it that way. But if you're born in that world where demons exactly. killed, like you can't imagine you've never met a good demon. Yeah, exactly. Nezuko is your first one. We know Nezuko is a good demon. We're starting to see because when they kill him, they get the, we get the backstories. We're starting to see these demons aren't all bad. They're, we're not not saying they're all bad, but if they, they all can get turned back into humans, why not try to save as many of them instead of killing them? Yeah. But you gotta think about it from his perspective. He's sitting there like y'all trying to what with what? Yeah. No, I'm gonna kill this bitch. Like I've never met no. a good demon. They always eat. They, they always just lying. Like nah, you no, gotta die. No, don't kill her. Well, I'm gonna stab the bitch. Cha-cha. You gotta be like y'all tripping. Like I, I, I'm seeing things through his perspective, and he's looking at everything like, so wait, y'all are telling me? Like even the master told him to chill out, and he's like, yeah. I'm sorry, master. I he can't literally, do that. I gotta test it myself because he respects see, him. He he reminds me of like if you know anything about religion, there uh the um fuck uh the disciple his name was I'm trying to pull this up in Judas? my brain. No, no, not Judas. <laughs> Judas. It's is uh oh man, uh, oh this is gonna bother me. But it's the disciple where when Jesus died and came back to life, he was like, "Oh, I gotta see it to believe it. I gotta see it to believe it." That's how this dude is. It's like I'm not I, master as much as I love you. I, I just can't take your word for it. I gotta see see Nezuko not mm-hmm. eat a human with this blood. And I, I like the fact that he was sitting there like, "Y'all can trip if y'all want to and just go with the flow." But I'm more smart than that. I'm yeah, gonna actually see what's up with this bitch. Which you gotta at least respect him for in that realm. This was a dope look at another group that will be added to the anime best groups. Oh, for sure. Already it goes down love, as drippy. It's one of the most yeah. drippy. Like love Uzui, love, love Goku. Let that, me let me ask you this: If you had a top three based on aesthetic alone, because we still don't know a few of these people in their stories. Okay. On aesthetic alone, who you think who you think is like the dopest three? Like oh, look wise, like okay. you, I know you know a few of them. You know what I'm saying? All right. If we just going off of looks, and are we saying looks wise? Does that make them strong? Uh, or looks wise, just like who I think looks the coolest. Who you think looks the coolest and has the most potential to be badass too? Okay, like, we they did show them. I, I don't know all of them off the top of my dome, but I know that the, one of the dudes was a separate uh, serpent Hashira. One of them is the mist. One yeah. of them is the lightning. The so they don't have specific uh, like the the big huge dude. He's the stone. Yeah. So we kind of got a hint of what's gonna come from them. My thought process is I think the stone homie will be hella strong. 
Oh yeah, for hella, sure. Hella, hella strong. For sure. And he looks badass. I think the serpent in the wind, the two niggas that that the one that people elbowed uh Tanjiro oh, and yeah. the one that stabbed Nezuko, those are the three that I think are gonna be like super strong. And granted, we're at a disadvantage because we we are at the miss. We know a couple. We had the miss arc. We've met Ringoku, who's the fire pillar, and we met Uzui, who's the sound pillar. Uzui's my favorite pillar. Yeah. By the way, bro, shout out to Twitter again. We might have this goddamn argument on one of them segments, but uh, like you said, Tengen Uzui is my favorite. Yeah, and I've been seeing motherfuckers dick ride the shit out of Rengoku, and I'm just here to say Uzui gang, Rengoku's Same. cool. Rengoku's tight. Rengoku's He's my second tight. He's like my second or third because I, I don't know if I can say he's second because I really like Tomioka. He doesn't even break my top three, bro. And I've passed his arc. He didn't. He doesn't break my top three. I like him. He's who you put. He's above definitely him? cool. As far as aesthetically. I'm okay. gonna go. I'm, as far as aesthetically, I'm gonna go. Uzui still up there because he was intrigued me. You know, I always talk about the Jumputi uh, heroes game uh, sprites. Yeah, he was one of the first sprites I seen, and his villain. Uh, that was the two most recent sprites I saw, and I was intrigued from him for having the two sh- uh, two swords. Yeah, that was initially my thing. when I'm I first. I'm a dual wielder fan. Me too. I, that's why I like Inosuke so much. And uh, let me not get into the other shit. But as far as seeing his aesthetic, I saw the diamonds. I saw the drip. I thought initially of seeing his character. It was a durag, huh? I saw you tweet that about too. that. I thought it was, be, I thought it was durag. It was a ponytail. His, his head wrapped up around itself. His hair wrapped yeah, up around itself. But what I was going to say is he looked to me more like a villain. To find out that he's a part of the Hashira, the pillars. Like I was like, damn, so he's gang? Nah, it makes me want to like him even more. But See? I know when I first saw him, I was like, oh, he's going to be a dope villain. So who are your favorites out of just like knowing strength-wise? Like who like... So Ringoku's not up there for strength-wise? I mean, he's one of the only ones I know, so I have to put him up there. Okay. But Because the, oh, the Miss nigga probably stronger than him, though. Maybe. Like, just off of... But that's spoilers. We're not going to get into that. Because I, I see, I don't even know... Cause I think wait, the, wait, wait, let's just because no, let's just not even talk, yeah I just they, don't they, know too much is what yeah, I'm saying like before I start talking ranking them uh, skill wise and power skill wise you gotta see some more I gotta see some more action but as far as aesthetically my top three is homeboy that was stabbing fucking um, yes. stabbing Esco up because he looks badass he, right? he got the scars the on his sc- chest and, and that's homeboy's brother from the uh, yep. from the uh, introduction or whatever don't like his brother as much me neither but um I definitely like him a lot. The the snake guy, he's one of the most intriguing. He reminds he, me of Rochimaru, man. Anybody with snakes now, white I snakes. I wasn't gonna say that, but I see it. That, it makes you me like, it? yeah, no, I'm saying anytime I see white snakes in anime after watching Naruto, I think Orochimaru, and I'm always interested in that like, character. You say Orochimaru, and that kind of hits harder than like, one look, I was gonna say. Look at him, and you don't think he no, looks like that's Orochimaru. Not that you say it, I see it. Is what like, I'm saying. Like, I wasn't got gonna say the white snakes, like everything. But see, here, my maybe more like, Kabuto than, than Orochimaru. Then. Like his swag, or just the way his character, like archetype, whatever. You want to call it kind of looks like he reminds me of like that he like mm. a phaeton like from the phantom troop so, I, I, so, that too and he's a serpent right that fits in that like literally combine phaeton with fucking kabuto and that's that dude and this is my prediction but i feel like he's gonna be one of the few pillars to not necessarily be a good pillar mm, because you think he's the betrayer first of all he's a snake so yeah. that's my first uh my initial see but i think that'd be too i i think too this writer is I'm gonna applaud this female mangaka. I think she's too good to make him I, the I villain. Just, I think she would make the crying nigga the villain before she would make him one. You know what really made me mad too? Hmm. Seeing that Tanjiro tried to help his sister whenever Homeboy was stabbing it the, for the second time. Like he already the snake nigga just, him for the first just, time. The, just got out of his way and just Bro, people elbow. When that snake nigga went out of the way to people's elbow, that nigga, I was like, really? I was like, that's not even your fight, nigga. Mind your business. Like you being a bitch right now. But he was already in. Impro- but see, I, I I feel like he did that out of. To save Tanjiro in a in a weird way because when Tanjiro headbutted him, he was impressed by 
how Tandra was able to move, even though what's his name changed directions and Tandra was oh, injured. See, I was thinking it was on some hater shit. I was thinking he was on some old. So no, at down. first, when I first like read it, I thought it was some hater shit. But watching it this time and seeing how they animated it, it really seemed like he was trying to save him because if he Tandra would have interfered with that dude that time, he might have struck him with oh, the he sword. Got fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> But man, I'm not gonna lie, bro. See, I don't, that's what I'm, I don't think. I, I hope he's not evil, but because like in Bleach, all everything with snake dudes, they always mm-hmm. it's cliche. Like, and I just don't see it. This is one of the things with me, right? Uh, aesthetically, because I only know a few of these characters, and I'm still intrigued by a lot more of these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, comparing them to my personal favorite, a lot of people, my, my personal favorite of all time group in anime, heroes or villains. Phantom Troop. Yeah, 100. Um, but in the Phantom Troop, there are certain characters that I feel like are wastes of space that they do stuff, but I just don't like them. Like the mummy with the boxing hands who is ugly as fuck if you take off the mummy yeah. rap. Um, with the homie with the joystick in the game? That control mean? niggas who oh, send the darts? He's annoying. Yeah, I don't really I don't like, like him. him. I don't not... like him aesthetically and I don't like his character. And I, I don't like his power. Paku Noto with the ugly nose. I like her as a character. She all right. But I don't like her aesthetically. I feel like she's a waste of space as well. What about the uh, gangster who looked like the gangster Russian or the gangster Italian with the jumpsuit? He's annoying, but I like him. Yeah, see. He's, he's one of my least favorite members of the Phantom Troop, but he's still gay. I like him more than the, the three, boxing nigga because yeah, he has more of a named. presence. Like, Same. As far as, all the, uh, as far as all of the Phantom Troop members that got a presence, he's one of my favorites, but all the ones that have no presence are automatically at the bottom of the list for me. But with these characters, like if you put, you know, there's always the gang squad picture of it. Uh, putting the squad picture up of the Phantom Troop and the squad picture of the Pillars up, they look a lot more balanced. Each one of them is intriguing in their own way, design-wise. I love every single design. Uh, I, I applaud people like Oda and the people like tight kubo for going against the grain and doing like uh character designs that look different than all other characters like i thought the crying homie was such an interesting take like just having that dude yeah like like, like i can't wait to find out his story i've like, never just, seen that so far in anime like he looks like he's a the badass he, he looks like he's the first character that i've seen like that's original to his anime and he has no and, like, eyeballs ex- and coloring excuse us if we're wrong and we've there, there's been other anime out there where people have been crying like all the time and that's like their character let us know but like he's the only one with that aesthetic that i've seen and, and each one of these people unlike the phantom troop each one of these people as what we know from the arcs right now is gonna get their own arc so we're gonna get explored oh, yeah. with each of them and see i love them to a certain extent, because they all have such a distinct look about themselves. They're all wearing the same uniform when you look down to it. They're all wearing the Demon Slayer uh, corpse uniforms, just like Tanjiro. But how Tanjiro has the checkerboard plaid green kind of, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Throw over. They all have their own drip with their uh, with their uniforms. And they're, all their hairstyles are super unique, not only to the show, but to anime itself. Oh, no, 100%. I fucked so, with this. what would you rate this episode? I'd give this episode a good, uh, damn, bro, I want to rate it high, bro. I want to rate it high just because I'm, I'm a big fan of new characters. I want to give it a four or five. I'm going to give this a solid four. Solid exposition. Enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a four or five just because of, the, the, peeps. Cause of the, the action in it, too, with the head button, with the yeah. stabbing. It, if I wouldn't have read this before, it would have hit like a lot harder. And just the fact that I read it before... And I watched it, it still hit super hard. It just let me know how good of an episode it is for something that's in a, a time of calm. 100%.
Well, Chris, that's all the time we got this episode. Tell the people where they can find you at on social media. At Chris or SJE everywhere, man. Y'all know where to find me. Let's get it. You guys can follow me at LinBWT. Be sure to check out all the episodes on the Bros Who Think podcast. Be sure to check out Weeb God. You can find the, all the new episodes, whether it's Primetime, the BWT podcast, or Bros Who Binge on www.broswhothink.com. And follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think on Twitter. Well, that's all the time we got this week, ladies and gents, for... Chris and my name is Lyndon. We will talk to you guys in two weeks as always. And until then, keep watching the anime and keep staying weedy. Peace.